All right. And we are live. The last word with Lord Cognito, Ivantis, and the greatest Thai guy, Travis, that we know back on that Friday morning campfire. A lot of things to discuss, but first, let's start with the cheetah. How we doing, E? Doing good. Getting ready for vacation. Uh, some of you guys may know I will be gone for the next two Fridays. So I know Cognito and Travis will be holding it down if anything big happens. Um, so stay tuned there, follow them on their Twitters, but I will be on vacation. So kind of prepping everything for that. I'm going to have a master law sector for every day while I'm gone. So I've got them all recorded and prepped. So something at least while I'm up and gone and then come back, I'll miss epilogue, which we'll get into here in a little bit. But other than that, no, just kind of slowly working on prepping. I've got like two COVID tests that I'm going to have to do when I leave and all this other stuff going on. So made it through the whole, all of this without taking a test yet. And then now here they come. Yeah, they go. No, no doubt, no doubt. And you, of course, Travis. Yes. I'm doing great, man. It's beautiful morning here in San Francisco. We've got Halo Infinite in the wild doing doing those multiplayer bot sessions. We yes. got uh, Fast 9 available in home theater. This is just, it's a great day for everyone, I think. No doubt. And uh, E, I think we got like a very special guest here. So I think we got to bring this man in right, man. Indeed. So, welcome to the last word, number 160. Always nice to get those round numbers. And it is time to cross the Proton Pack streams. Crossplay details are here, and we have a great guest to discuss all things Destiny around the campfire this morning. We are joined today by a legend in the Destiny community whose roots are planted deep in Nintendo land. His desire to catch them all has been around for a while and still holds true to this day if you look at his vault. Halo is where he trained his fingers, or he trained his trigger fingers, climbing up quite high in the competitive scene. But Destiny is where he blended his RPG upbringing with his shooter prowess. The campfire is honored to welcome a man who may not be a fan of bows in Destiny, but is very comfortable fiddling with one in real life. One who sees the sandbox in nothing but cones, and is the controller PC player and who has broken many on mouse and keyboard. Hailing from the fifth largest city in North America and buys all his Yu-Gi-Oh cards with Canadian dollars, this crucible scientist, fellow owner of a full vault, and the one 420-69 sniper man, Drewski, how are you doing, sir? Wow, I'm like overwhelmed by that intro. That was like, damn. Really, uh, really hyped me up there. Jeez, I'm, I'm doing it, well, man. It's morning. It's morning. We got to wake you up. We gotta wake you up. Yeah, I mean that was, dude, that was crazy. <laughs> How you doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing great. I'm, uh, I'm happy to be here to hang out and talk and uh, just uh, talk about the game and and whatever else. Well, nice. we definitely want to get to know our guest a little bit. So, Cog, yeah, what would you man. like to know about this Crucible man? We we got to get into before we get into all the great Destiny. So we got to get into this gaming history, man. I've seen some. Uh, some very cool titles, obviously, obviously some standouts with Pokemon and, and stuff like that. So, like, game system-wise, you know, I saw, obviously, the NES stuff. I mean, Super NES stuff. Like, was that kind of the first consoles you kind of got into? I just want to know, like, give me the origins of the gaming history. Yeah, I mean, for me, gaming started, like, watching um, my cousins play on, they had, like, an SNES and I, I think it was like my uncle's SNES or something with Super Mario World. And that game was just like, wow, to this day, I think it's still so addicting. Like, I love that game. Still holds up. Um, and then that like evolved into like, uh, and then like other cousins, like hand-me-downs. I inherited like the Game Boy Color with Pokemon Silver. And those were like the very first games I played. And that slowly evolved into like the GameCube. 
uh, where I love like uh, I love like the Le- Legend of Zelda series. There we had like nice. a promotional pre-order disc for Wind Waker that had like Ocarina of Time on it, Majora's nice. Mask, a bunch of like the N64 games, which is like really Ooh. really cool. Okay. Um, yeah, GameCube's got to get, get them on Switch. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? That's a super. Yeah, it's like a, a super pre-order disc, promo disc. Oh, I still have it. Yeah, it's it's really weird. Yeah, me too. I have it as well. Nice. Yeah. Nice, nice. It's this really weird, like, super rare. It's actually super expensive if you try to sell it or buy it online, but it has, like, all of the... Yeah, it has, like, all the OG uh, uh, Zelda games, and then it also has the Master Quest version of Ocarina of Time, which is pretty hard to get your hands on, actually, unless you use an emulator. So, uh, yeah, I have that disc, too. But, yeah, that's, like, like, that's how I know you're OG when it comes to Nintendo, if you got one of those. Nice, hold nice, on to nice. that collector's yeah, item yeah, apparently. I had no idea this is a rare I, that's, but that's where I started like loving Zelda and like it, all those kind of games like stemmed from like that era and I only started I wasn't allowed to play first person shooter games for a long time uh, I remember oh. going to like middle middle school and like Just it was like Canadian cool thing. Like, Halo was like the stuff yeah <laughs> well my um, like a long time ago my, my like my mom did work for like uh applying like ratings to things so it was like yeah i wasn't allowed oh. to play it because it's rated mature oh. or it's like oh. esrb style your type? mom's a narc <laughs> yeah. uh, and it was like yeah so like uh, for halo it was like the only exception because i had to like write a like almost like a paper explaining why it was like sci-fi and stuff like that it was crazy because wow. in school i had to listen to my friends every day like everyone was like talking about halo 2 halo 3 yeah. and like comparing their like bungee profiles i was like man this sucks and mm. i wanted to play so badly and then yeah. i was finally allowed to and i like went super hard and i got destroyed by all my friends it was like it was so bad like someone got out beard by me it was like it was like the utmost embarrassment for them i was, I was so terrible but i think because <laughs> of that I wanted to get really, really good. And so I'm like, yeah, I can be good. And that's like, and then it's history from there with FPS. Nice. Games so you me. had to, yeah. you had nice. to prove to mom why yeah, you were allowed like, to play. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's sci-fi. It's like Star Wars, you know, like. Nice. The, I love funny. it. It's fine. It's fine. It's just Star Wars. It's good. No doubt. No yeah, doubt. it's like Star Wars. Good. That's what's up. Oh, real quick before I pass it over to um, Trav. Um, Zelda, which since you're a Zelda guy, which are, which is like your favorite Zelda? It was like your Ooh, iconic man. Zelda. That's pick. such a hard one. Picking children over here. Yeah, yeah, you got to rank uh, your kids. I feel like the safe answer for me here is Ocarina of Time, but that's like such a like typical answer. If I had to go with like yeah. a little bit more of a risky answer, I guess Twilight Princess. Okay, okay, interesting. Okay, okay. I respect it. Yeah. I respect it. Had to Hard disagree that. on Twilight Princess, but, <laughs> but I understand. <laughs> I understand fair, because I also I, I also like want to say lo- Ocarina, but it's just yeah. so basic. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's something that it yeah, did right? though. Like, because like, I played the eight bit Zelda one. I went through, played that, had enough rupees, got the dumb blue ring. I remember that stupid grind when I was a kid, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden it's like it goes. You see Mario do the Mario World, but it's still Mario, and then all of a sudden you're in this like hack and slash. 3D adventure in Ocarina and something about that switch that always still like sits in my mind. It's like, it's hard not to vote it near the top of the importance of the game for me. So I'm with you. Mm. Yeah. I mean like a lot of my controversial 
picks for things. I like to justify really because I, I love the music in Twilight Princess. Uh, it was like oh, yeah, Zelda for me was always about the music. I, I played yeah. violin from a young age and a big reason was uh, was because of Legend of Zelda and like hearing the strings and um, the music in that. And like I, I loved uh, Twilight Princess music especially. So we, we need like, to get you a collaboration. Controversial choice with my usual music trump card. So yeah. <laughs> salute, salute. Nice. No doubt, no doubt. Trav, what you got for Drewski? Yeah, diving into first-person shooters, since you said that you were rubbish at Halo, I'm wondering what was the first shooter where you sort of turned the corner and felt like you were um, a tryhard? Because I know you're a tryhard in Crucible, trust me. Um, so what, 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 kind of, <laughs> what kind of got you into that competitive spirit? Hmm, I, I think... The tale, like the very, so when I started playing, I was like super, like, I love just party game modes and infection and the custom games uh, Halo had. And it was like all about the social thing, like hanging out with friends. And my friends used to like put me into MLG matches where they would stack the teams and have like their team versus like me and like three other, like, I don't know, people that they just knew online that were like clearly worse. And they would spawn kill me for like, like <laughs> half an hour at a time. And so my relation early to what MLG was, I didn't even know what it was. I was just like, this is the game mode that they put me in to like destroy me for half an hour. <laughs> so I was like, I hate this. And until one day where I like finally like looked at it and I was like, wow, this is like a sport. Like this is like mm -hmm. really cool. Like there's teams and they, they, they treat it like, like a sport. And like that mm -hmm. was so fascinating to me that people were like playing in tournaments and winning money. And like um, I, I love soccer or football. Uh, go, growing up so they, I, I related it to like that but I was I was like pretty bad up until my I think in the moment I want to say Halo Reach maybe nearing mm. the end of Halo Reach I started to feel competent mm. um, in the moment I felt that way but in retrospect I really want to say Halo 5 is when I got decent um, I don't know I, I felt like I think I went through a thing where like I think a lot of kids do uh, and this is why I kind of have empathy for it where I had a nice big ego at one point and it's just like, you know, thought I was a lot better than I was. Thought, so she, in was, retrospect, thought she was I, hot. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. Like I was like, well, like, you know, between like 15 and 17 years old and like playing these games and the finally started the getting good. And you're I beat all the friends in my neighborhood. Everyone. Uh -huh. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, and it's just like, so in, it, in the moment, I want to say Reach is where I started getting competent. But the truth is, Reach is when I really started to like, kind of like understand like the, the bare minimum of like how to play competitively. And right. then maybe I want to say like Halo 5 is where I actually could be more comfortable in saying like, yeah, I was, I was, I was good at it. Nice. You know? Modest. Nice. I was good. good. Just yeah. clicking heads Definitely over here. Definitely feel you. Definitely feel you with uh, thinking that you're the best PvP player in the world, 15 to 17. I think if you, <laughs> uh, if you ask like the typical 15 to 17 year old PvP player, if they know the greatest player of all time, you'll get that uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi response. Well, of course <laughs> I know him. <laughs> that's just like the typical and that's your one so star wars reference you for the day but i wanted to kind of shift from like obviously you know you enjoyed zelda kind of the action adventure stuff you had shooting and a little bit of the rpg how did you get into 
trading cards. Like Yu-Gi-Oh is something I've heard mm. you talk about forever. Like anytime I've heard you anywhere, I swear it pops up. It's like Travis in a Star Wars or Fast and Furious. Like he's always got one a show. I feel like I've heard you talking about it a lot. <laughs> yep. How how did you get into that? And like how deep did that rabbit hole actually go? Um, it was really funny because it was just something that me and my cousins had in common and we all like really enjoyed and like our oldest cousin like got me into it when I was like really young. Um, so like we always enjoyed it from then and I enjoyed collecting the cards when I was a kid as many other I think kids in like my age group did. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was it was something that we started doing again because me and my cousins wanted to find something to like have an excuse to do to spend time. Um, and what we really stumbled upon was like this really awesome scene in Toronto of like both really cool people, but like really competitive people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those those guys are some of my best friends now. And I like there's the people I hang out on Discord with and like chill with. And some of these guys have like gone to Worlds and like in, oh, wow. some Jeez. of them a few times. It's like they're they're insanely good. But um, having that mix of like just an IRL, like fun hobby, uh, competitive thing that also has like some really great people I enjoy spending time with and this community that I uncovered really like ramped up my passion for the game. I still play like semi-casual competitively, like a healthy medium there, but um, the community was really great. And it it was also at a time in my life where um, I was doing nothing but like playing video games and making YouTube videos and had like very little like face-to-face social interaction and um i didn't realize how much that mattered in the moment but like oh yeah yeah. there's something about obviously being in the presence um of someone else and like you know like seeing the look in their eye and like that 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 interaction and like going Mm -hmm. outside and that that's so good for your mental health i think and that was part of that so that's why i'm very fond of that game in general i agree it's funny you said it because um i know addict he's you know, he's huge in the, in the Yu-Gi-Oh! And he would tell me the stories in the competitive really? scene. Oh, Addict is. Lord Addict is. Oh, he's a beast. Like, he he would go hard. Or he would tell me. Like, he was in tournaments. They would fly all over the place. And yeah, Addict, right? You would think him. I, I didn't see it. Same thing. And he told me the Yu-Gi-Oh! stories. And I was just, like, blown away. So to hear Drewski talk about it, it's like I, I completely understand where he's coming from. And then he made a fantastic point, obviously, about, you know, the in-person competition because i'm the older gent on the on the cast here at the last much, so it's like, yeah. <laughs> i'm the old statesman here so you know look it, it's important I, I think that you know like you said you know being able to see your opponent also i mean i don't know how Yu-Gi-Oh is i'm assuming it's not is there trash talking in Yu-Gi-Oh? let me just ask that first before i even oh, for sure <laughs> oh if, if there is it's very card, light to be classic. honest <laughs> Drewski, what did it's you like experience very, that? Um, uh it's like it's it's so if there is it's like super super light because it's a they they take that stuff pretty seriously i think it's all like oh, moderated okay. or like there's like judges so you'll oh, get, okay, okay. get warnings so you, like yellow cards oh, essentially okay, for okay. it you get two yellow cards in a tournament and you got a game loss so like oh, okay. it's you know it's uh, see i was hope i was hoping that like uh you know when stuff got real we got to see like kami drewski come out you know like he got a deeper <laughs> voice and uh, <laughs> eyeliner or something like that or, I, I just is like personas. a deep pool for people who actually know Yu-Gi-Oh. But well, like, there you go. <laughs> his, actually his recently, hair goes spiky and pre-colored. <laughs> exactly. He's like a foot taller somehow. <laughs> Nobody notices. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I knew nothing about Yu-Gi-Oh sure. my entire life. And then like last year during COVID, one of the things I did with my time is I was like, 
I'm going to get to the bottom of what the heck is going on in Yu-Gi-Oh! And I watched the entire show and I was like, wow, this is nonsense. And I, 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 so now I know way too much about the Yu-Gi-Oh! show. <laughs> oh, man. That's so funny. No, it's cool. I mean, like I said, like you were, you were saying before, it's just like, you know, that, that physical, that human interaction and competitiveness and the tension of it, knowing that there's a person there, you're going to, it's different. And it's good for mental health. I think it's good for, you know, competition in person versus just the online thing where it's like a, you know, faceless entity kind of thing. So salute to you. That's, why, that's that. why we need our GCX time. Can't get here soon enough. Yeah, yep. I know. I yep. know. Hopes uh, Someday. for bounds might be for me. So uh, yeah. we'll talk about that offline. But yeah. um, yeah, the only thing I was going to say quick before I get, uh, give it to Travis was just, um, you know, obviously it's this game Destiny and stuff like that. But prior to that, you know, you mentioned Halo fighting for that, that you know, in the house to play it and then you're getting into it. So was it Halo was your transition to Destiny or like Destiny was still separate? I just want to know like, well, because I know some people have Halo as the backbone that transitions them into Destiny. And then some people are like, yo, I don't, I've never played Halo and, you know, whatever, you know, kind of thing. So I'm just curious that relationship with Halo and Destiny with you. Yeah, I mean, I think Halo is the game I spend so much time in because, like I said, I was so inspired by the thought of, like, this is a sport. It's be It behaves or people treat it like a sport. There's teams. And, like, again, that always just, like, hit home for me. And, like, the I always chased, it was always about chasing that dream of, wanting to you know be a professional player or like compete at that level and you know however that feels so halo is definitely the backbone for me i got into destiny because um destiny came out in this period of time where like uh i think the master chief collection was like not out yet for yes. and like destiny was out for a month before so i didn't actually know anything about destiny um, mm. I went in completely blind. Uh, I didn't know a thing about it. I didn't know what to expect. I played the beta maybe, which was like fun. It felt good, um, but not too much. So going into it, I had no expectations. I didn't know anything. Honestly, at that point, coming off of Halo Reach, I didn't have high hopes for a Bungie game because wow. Halo Reach wasn't the most, I don't know, uh, beloved Halo in terms of, I think, competitive standpoint. Oh, uh, yeah, maybe yeah, from, from a, a PvP from standpoint. Yeah, I would just yeah, say. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I, I was like, like the PvP guys, guys would have came for you just then, but the <laughs> PvP guys, they, they definitely agree. Yeah, even the custom game options, like, it was, like, super fun. The game was, like, awesome. and But, like, uh, to me, I think for the competitive portion specifically, it wasn't yeah. phenomenal. Right. Um but uh so anyways that oh, like yeah. because of all those reasons i had like literally zero expectations for destiny mm -hmm. and i ended up playing it and getting really into it and what i think really set me um over the top was like the fact that i had like this pvp experience that felt familiar ish but unique in its own way but on top of that that whole like uh, mmo quote unquote aspect yep. i know that we only recently started coining this <laughs> officially as an mmo shout out to luke but like, but I it. yeah yeah you know <laughs> Finally. but like that like vault of glass was just something that felt so grand to me it was like uh, this accumulation of like so many things i loved about games mm. it's like there's this fun competitive pvp aspect that feels like this hybrid of maybe like cod and halo but unique in its own way it's got these really cool weapons that have like these beautiful, neat aesthetics to them that feel Ooh. like give them a personality and, and the, mm. the aesthetics match, match the function. And then mm. there's like these this raids that feel like something out of like what was the most relatable thing to me at the time was like Legend of Zelda, right? Which like so I, I loved all these things and it kind of came together in one place and like that made me really love the game. 
of course, like mm. after M- M- Master Chief Collection came out, unfortunately, the launch of that game was incredibly rough. Oh, so God. like I just kept playing Destiny. Um, I did go to a tournament for that game soon after, uh, but like after that, I didn't play it much again um, because of like how like rough the uh, the launch was. Um, oh, and yeah, yeah and that, that kind of like helped me stick with Destiny. Uh, also, I think that's like when I, I just randomly uploaded a video because I got a new capture card. It was like no sound or anything. This like, hey, this is where you get the pre-order bonus. It's literally just a minute of me walking up and like grabbing the pre-order bonus. And it got like a <laughs> few hundred K views or something like that. Whoa. And I was like, whoa. I was like, He's whoa, a like, that's, a, <laughs> like that's neat, right? I was like, whoa, like that's, that's kind of neat. So maybe I'll play this game more. Everything's pointing to it, so. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah, tremendous, man. For past drafts, yeah. It's funny you. I love the way you describe Destiny because I think that's the first time someone verbalized exactly why I fell in love with it, <laughs> and it was I felt like I was getting away with something. Like I, I was cheating. I was getting like three, four games in one. Right. I was getting yep. this PvP component, and at first, I remember I didn't like. I was just like, I thought PvP was weird, Travis. Like, I thought it was like, I was like, why do they have this opera voiced guy talking? Like, I didn't understand what was going Best on. Best edition first, right? ever now. <laughs> yeah, now I love, you know, my man. What, what's my man from The Walking Dead? Lenny James. Lenny James. Yeah. Yeah. I remember being weirded out. I was like, what is this? Right. And then you get into it. I'm like, all right. It, like, like Drewski said, it felt familiar though, because, you know, you came from Halo, you came, you know, that part. Then you did, you had a campaign, you had a PV, and then like you said, with the weapons, with this, the, I remember reading like flavor text and it was like, what is this? And, and exotics and you, you, you're like, yo, this is really cool, you know, kind of thing. And then obviously the way you described the raid was literally how I felt. It was just like, you know, is this a dungeon? It, it was just this whole unique thing. And, and I've never played like an MMO or a cooperative type of game like that. So yeah, great description. I, I felt like all these different worlds into one package so I just wouldn't get bored. But enough bloviating for me. Trav, what you got for me, man? Because we go, we get into that all day. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think that's interesting that you bring up like the uniqueness of the feel of PvP and Destiny because it sort of has a uh, a really unique role in like the lexicon of of uh, of like multiplayer games because we we were used to in Bungie games having a narrator who said like, oh, you got a double kill and that sort of stuff. But we weren't used to like this guy talking over who was like in canon in the universe and almost like giving you bits of narrative in the PvP. And it was sort of jarring at first. And now it's like almost natural because you have like games like Overwatch and PvP only games where like the whole point is that you're getting narrative while you do uh, PvP. But that was sort of a new element, a new aspect yeah. to uh, to, I think, the, the FPS world when when Destiny oh, yeah. did it. So. Uh, yeah, I think I, I totally remember that. I think it was during the beta. Shax was like shouting things at me and I was like, who the hell is this guy? This is such a weird, <laughs> weird like what's thing. going on right now. But but you liked it and you grew to like him over time. And yes. it's funny, you know, you, you almost you almost never interact with Shax outside of Crucible, but you feel close to him because he's always in your ear. Right. And mm-hmm. uh, I think there's a certain there's a certain power to be able to to do that over time. Um, yeah. So. You mentioned uh, the raid as being the reason that you kind of like stuck with Destiny and it was the reason that you you uh, the light bulb kind of went off. And I think that's true of a lot of us here. It's certainly true for me. I reviewed the original Destiny, gave it a six out of ten. But when that Vault of Glass came out, it was like, all right, this is a different game now. Like something has really changed. Um, So I I definitely appreciate that. When was the moment you realized 
that the PvP connected with you for Destiny? Because I know a lot of people, especially people who are used to Halo's very high bar for comp, kind of look at Destiny as, you know, it's not really built for comp. It has hundreds of weapons. It's never been balanced in any iteration of its sandbox. <laughs> uh, so, so when did you sort of start to align more with the PvP side of things and, and why? Um, that's, that's a tough question because, uh, like you said, like, I think a lot of people like look at destiny and it's like not that competitive game. Um, and I like, I don't think I ever thought of it like that for a long time. I always thought it was just like this, like for fun game where I want to use things that like look cool to me and like do well with them because they look cool or feel cool. Uh, and it, again, it was like this, I felt like it's, it, it scratched this weird itch of like, being not quite Halo, but not quite Call of Duty is like this kind of cool mix that incorporated its own aspects with the abilities into it. And it, it felt really awesome. Like I always loved the Blade Dancer. Like that was my favorite class and I played it all through Destiny 1. Um, so like that class just felt so awesome. That uh, that kind of fantasy that it had to it. And, and then like it was like, again, this accumulation of like the fantasy, the functionality, the sandbox whether you're using something because it looks cool or it's effective. so. But I, it was for fun for a long time. I only started taking the game, um, quote-unquote, more seriously. It was, like, towards the very, very tail end. And it wasn't even, I don't want to even say, like, in a great place at that point um, in Destiny 1. So I, I want to say that I really, really, really took it seriously in a Destiny 2 beta. Interesting, interesting. Because mm. it felt more like Halo to me. Even during uh, Trials debut House of Wolves time? Yeah, I mean, a lot of people, you know, usually like regard that as like the the mecca, I guess, of Destiny 1 PvP. I, I actually, um, I stopped playing for a long time Got it. right after that came out. Um, and it, like, I just wasn't playing video games a lot, to be honest. Uh, so. Gotcha. I, I, I wasn't like, I played occasionally. It's not that I didn't like it, but I wasn't sold on it, I guess. I don't know. I liked vanilla. Like, I liked D1 vanilla a lot. Like, if I had to compare, like, my favorite times in Destiny was, like, D1 vanilla. I liked uh, D2 year one. And then I think I liked um, Forsaken. Okay. Like, those okay. are, like, my three favorite times where I was, like, really in love with the PvP. So, I, I don't know. Like, I, I know a lot of people love that time. Maybe I wasn't into it enough, but okay. uh, it was no, never, fair. like, just a memorable time for me. Fair enough. Fair enough. E? Yeah. It was, like, before we go too far into Destiny, because I want to transition with One Piece when you talk about this, like, month of chaos for you. But taking away from that, I did want to take a second. Uh, collaboration between you and Lindsay Sterling win. Oh, mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. That's uh, I love Lindsay Sterling. She's a uh, super cool. I actually, I actually met her once. Really? Um, nice. yeah. So this was like when she was like really small, um, like not nearly as big, I guess, on YouTube. Uh, I went to one of her concerts, and uh, she was like, uh, she came out back afterwards and like say like hi everyone type thing and signed something for me. It was like super cool. And I got a picture and the picture was taken by my friend and it was really blurry and I didn't see it after. And I was like, uh, I'd be so mad, dude. Like, yeah, really you gotta seven. have that trusty person on the camera, man. That's, oh, mm -hmm. yeah, that's rough. Yeah, lesson learned. Lesson yeah. I learned. love Lindsay Sterling. Like stuff like that was like always super inspiring to me when I would like struggle to find appreciation in my, in the violin. 
Yeah, because I was like, you said you've done violin and piano for a while off and on, but you said you're kind of getting back into it more seriously now or more recently at least. Yeah, yeah. I haven't played violin in a while. I'm probably quite rusty. I plan to hopefully uh, go back and take lessons soon enough, but I recently got myself a new piano and I've been playing that and practicing very, very hard. Music is something that is uh, near and dear to me and uh, I've... I've played for a decent amount of time, but like I really, really want to like make it something serious and committed to being a part of my life. So nice, no doubt. Got no good doubt. to have a little culture with our gaming. Yes, yes, yes. Got to have yep. culture. Also yes. explains the love of bungee games. Always have. Oh had yeah. Oh, excellent yeah, scores. Man. Yep. I Don't had the started. what was the Zelda twenty five the orchestral one that they did too. Oh, I love that. Yeah, oh, yeah. I love that so much. Great. So like great. listening into my car like a big giant nerd driving around, be like, look at me, and I'm like. Got like orchestra music in the car and it's all Zelda and I'm just and I'm just like loving every minute of it. I'm like, I don't even care what you're seeing in here. I'm I'm a, yep. having a blast. No. Bro. Zelda's music is yep. kind of like in college. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, Zelda's mm-hmm. music was pretty iconic. But yeah, as we kind of transition into Destiny, the one thing I wanted to ask about, you said you've got quite a story about you said the kind of your top moment in the franchise before we get into the recent events. Kind of right around Forsaken, something something was going on with you, so so what was what what happened there? What's what's what happened around Forsaken that seems to be a big one for you? Yeah, so I mean, I think that's the time where I started to uh, I I think that I had both a good amount of personal growth in that time, um, but also like that's where my I feel like my content started to like really uh, become like uh, li- a little bit more solid, or I was like getting getting a little bit of traction. Um, so it was both, again, personal growth and, and traction behind my content. But something that me and uh, me and Cam, I, I guess the story starts here. We always tell this story. This is like our, like, I don't know, bar story we joke about, uh, me and Cammy Cakes. We joked about when we saw the Luna's Howl originally in that, mm. what was it, Forsaken PvP preview or something. Mm-hmm. Um, we, you know, everyone noticed or some people noticed that it was like, yo, that was a 180 hand cannon that can three tap, right? Which was like crazy. And mm-hmm. um, I think, like, as more details came out, like, they realized that was going to be the, the, the pinnacle weapon uh, because that was the second after Redrix's. Um, oh, so yeah, yep. that was going to be the pinnacle weapon. And we were like, yo, what if we got that? And we also, like, you know, jokingly, you know, setting our bar, bar, uh, bar high here, like, got World's First and Last Wish and, like, took our Luna's Hells into Last Wish and, like, just completely as we say for lack of a better term a shit bucket and like you know uh, just like go no absolutely no life and do it and we joked about it but we were like half serious about it so like um that month leading up to uh uh forsaken we we were playing a lot um uh we we gamed a lot uh, as well and like uh gamed a lot with a lot of friends and got a lot of Redrix Claymores and helped people get Redrix Claymores. And it was just such a Redrix. such a fun time where it felt like uh, I was both growing, or I felt I grew or was growing as a person, but also like gameplay wise. And we had this great group of friends. So it was just a lot of really memorable moments going for the Redrix. But then after Forsaken came out, um, or sorry, I'm trying to organize here. Before Forsaken came out, there was like that one week period yes. where the weapon system switched but the new weapons weren't out and that's actually Mm -hmm. like was a super super fun time i thought it was incredibly well uh balanced because we didn't get hit with some of the power creep which followed (laughs) in forsaken uh so i remember that that stuck out to me okay so timeline here forsaken releases Mm -hmm. we 
we're going for um we we were going for obviously you're gonna we were gonna raid for last wish and go for worlds first no that was that was the dream <laughs> and um we did end up like going and getting like not going to level but first things first go get luna's hell uh, uh, and comp at the time was just like a nightmare. It was like, mm-hmm. man, you were waiting like hours for a match. Like, we did things like, I'm not going to lie, like, we stayed. So, in survival, if you get to no lives remaining and if you killed someone and then killed yourself like a second later, it would tie the round. So, we had to get solar kills. So, like, we're like, eh, we're going to have to wait an hour for a game. So, let's just keep this one going as long as we can. Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> keep doing the top. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was like, it, there was some crazy stuff. But, anyways, like, we, we ended up like doing some crazy things to get the Lunas. Uh, and then we finally did. And that mm-hmm. quest, it was like, it was easier to get the points than it was to get the quest done because you couldn't get games to get all the kills you needed. Right. Mm. Um, so anyways, we got that, and then we, like, saw there was another step, and we were like, oh, well, what is, what is this? And then that's when the Not Forgotten got discovered, and we were like, well, we have to do this too, nah. right? <laughs> and we're, like, looking at each other like, right? And then, yeah, so we ended up doing it. And then I remember we ended up having only three days, two or three days to level, something ridiculous. And it's like, dude, we got, like, a bunch of friends to, like, rally us through. We were up for, like... I don't know, I think we were getting like three hours of sleep per day to make sure that we were leveled for the raid because we told our friends, like, we rest assured, like, we will be ready. Like, you don't mm-hmm. got to worry. We will be ready and, and we're going to get these guns. Um, and yeah, we were like up around the clock and it got so close to the point where like, if we, so I don't know if you guys remember when you're leveling mm-hmm. through Forsaken, there was like one public event that was like bugged or something where like, if you <laughs> missed it, you could potentially wait like an hour yes. yeah. to like get it again. And like we like we're like we were there like a minute to spare, like leveling through the campaign, getting to that point. It was like crazy how fast we had to be. And it was just hilarious to look back at. And and we we hit everything we needed to. We literally got three hours of sleep before the raid, woke up Ugh. like minutes on time, and wow. then like did the raid. And we didn't know how long Last Wish was gonna be. Oh yeah, that was another raid. We all know how long Last Wish was. So twenty-four was hours and about two another minutes. Discussion. Oh yeah, that world's yep, first was serious. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And we were up for twenty-four hours. Oh my god! After that, uh, three hours. Yep. It was. Jeez. It was disgusting. I don't know how I did it. I will never know how I did that. Or Cam did that together with me. That was gross. Um, <laughs> But it was super memorable and funny because we ended up getting, I think, like sixth place or something. Oh like that. wow! Like, Congrats. Something, yeah. Nice. Like it was just something much better than we ever assumed with this stupid gag or like stupid meme that we were like joking about. Uh, and mm-hmm. it was funny because I think like one of the engagements, I think it was a Shirochi. Shirochi. Um, where yeah, we were about to wipe and like Cam was like the last one alive and he was out of special and he was just like using not uh, not forgotten, which not forgotten. at the time did massive damage. <laughs> yeah. Because like he hit the two headshots, proc magnificent hell, and it would just keep trucking with each shot, and we Ooh. we cleared it for that reason. We were like, yes. Wow. Yes, the not forgotten. We did it. <laughs> it was just so stupid. The it whole was stupid so stupid, grind was worth like, it. I love yeah, exactly, it. exactly. Like it, it was so so stupid. But like looking back, it was some of the best memories I had with like my group of friends and with Cami and stuff. It, it was hilarious. Nice. Oh, man, I remember that. That was that was a time. That was a time. Mm-hmm. The grind. The 
the I forgot the pinnacle and the fact that you guys are using the raid, I think it's just yeah. hilarious. But um, yeah, oh, it was so funny. But yeah, I mean, like in the discovery aspect, like every that unknown with like the dreaming city and everything, oh, and, like, yeah. learning about everything, and even the unknown of like not forgotten. Oh, it was just mm-hmm. oh, what a time, what a release. No doubt. It's really no sad. We are quote never getting one of those Forsaken style expansions I again. Know. Correct. Yep. It's like that one hit but it different. Was it did. Hit it different. really did. That def- definitely, definitely had been there. Now I forgot. Definitely top tier rated. Oh, you got a super chat there, uh, E. You got yeah. your super chat. I know. I saw it. I saw it. Yeah, Forte in here. Love the power squad of Cognito, Taiga, and Ivantis. Glad to see our cones are all in a line. Happy to see you on YouTube while I struggle working. Yeah, we're keeping people awake this morning, and we apparently Absolute. are keeping Drewski awake as well. Just got to get him hyped with these stories. Halo talk. Oh, Just yeah. got to mention oh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah. Gears perk up <laughs> again. Mention Yu-Gi-Oh! Yep. Yep. Now I forgot he's good to go. That's what's up, man. I love yep. it. Yeah, uh, one more question I did want to ask. How do you feel being the infamous creator of the um, stasis-breaking Shatter Dive, sir? Yeah, talk about hey, it. Hey, man, I'm, I'm cool with it. I love it. <laughs> I, whenever like someone like like oh, you're the person that started this whether I did or not I know like I know it's like not the most uh, I don't know some people have a problem with that but anyways whether I did or not like some people like brand me as the poster boy of it I guess the uh, I'm like totally fine with it man because like I'm someone that like it to me the way I always saw that was like I loved it because it was I saw I hate shotguns I use shotguns sometimes but I, I really dislike them I'm kind um, of the same way, yeah. And to me, it was a stupid solution to a stupid problem. That's how I always felt about it. So I'm like, okay, like, get to enjoy shotgun. I get to enjoy, haha, herder, <laughs> break ice, go boom. You know, and it was just, it, 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 it was something amusing to me because um, something, uh, the initial drop of it, don't get me wrong, was like way too powerful. It was like, mm-hmm. it was like way too strong, definitely. Um but the the thought behind it was always entertaining to me because even when it was absolute meta, and even now when I see a Revenant, um, people like wouldn't respect it, if that makes sense. So I, I make mm-hmm. that comparison to Yu-Gi-Oh! where like there's things that you know exist in the game and you have to respect it. So like you have to play around it mentally, whether you know they have it for sure or not. Because like if not, you could like lose the game. So that was like one of those things where I'm like, okay, you know I'm playing Revenant you know and you actively complain that I do this, why are you flying at me and rushing at me instead of playing an angle while you have me weak with your primary? Because like at then at that point, I always felt like it's it's like you played into it. You right. could have played it's around justified. it. Yeah. And that that was like that kind of thought was always amusing to me because like I'd always see like and like they just keep not playing around it, but want to keep like complaining about it. Complaining about it. Not to say it, that dude. justifies it, but like change the way like you know like, the way play around it try and respect it yeah mm-hmm. yep huh? good point good yep. good good engagement invite with you there <laughs> yeah with you there people people who complain about exploits and games they're not built for pvp also known as hunters um, oh the, the whiners so, <laughs> yeah exactly. i mean like <laughs> i i think that it's important to say that you are allowed to have discontent with the meta game right like right. Oh, you, for you sure. Yeah, meta, you can play against it. Like, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, not nothing I say about like, you know, you like play around it, like justifies the state of it or the potency yeah, of it. For sure. But like, if you're going to choose to play the game, you might as well do that. Like, you might as well like exactly. play around how the 
game is currently playing. I'm so glad you said that because um, I have an internal fight with uh, some clan mates. I got to call them out. He's not <laughs> in the chat right now. But uh, my boy Sinister, I love him. I love Sinister. But Sinister is a whiny and complainy meta hunter. <laughs> and the <laughs> thing, I, like, no disrespect to the hunters, but it's just that my thing is that De Destiny goes through these these cyclical metas where, you know, something is just ridiculously strong, right? Something is just ridiculously the more effective thing to do, right? Yep. And yes, getting killed by it rapidly does get annoying sometimes. I'm not going to say it doesn't, but at some point you make the perfect point, Drewski. Like, if you're choosing to continue to play this game consistently, you better adapt or change the way you engage, you know what I'm saying, to, to the whole situation. So that is where I'm at with it. And it's just like, so the people who continue to play and still whine, 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 what's going on? I'm like, nah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I can't, 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 I, yeah. I can't co-sign that. Yeah. And I mean, like, I, I think it's, I, again, just to like empathize and try and put myself in the other player's shoes. It's like, I get it. Sometimes it's like hard to just like, it's, it's easier said mm -hmm. than done to just like, quote unquote, not play, right? If you're really having mm -hmm. uh, that little fun. Uh, but I, I have like a few, like kind of like, uh, kind of trains or schools of thought for myself when I fall mm -hmm. into those categories. It's like, A, it's either you accept the meta, use the meta, or find something better than it and like play around it. Mm -hmm. uh, B, don't play, like you said. Or C, I mean, sometimes for me, there are things that I find so unfun and like that are the winning strategies that I just accept. Like I'm not willing to do that and it compromises my fun too much. So I just don't think anything of losing to it. I'm like, okay, they are using the better thing. I'm going to choose to use whatever anti-meta or off-meta strategy I'm going to because I find more enjoyment out of it. Maybe mm -hmm. it's something that I feel directly counters that. I don't know. But mm -hmm. uh, to me, it's just like, if I if I win, great. I'm going to do my best to win and like uh, and be successful. But if I lose, it's just about just not putting weight into it and be like, okay, like that was mm -hmm. the better thing. I almost have expect to lose, right? So that's, <laughs> that's how I try yeah, and temper for, myself. Yeah, yeah I, I totally agree. For me, it's not like, hey, if you don't like the meta, stop playing. It's, hey, if, if you... Uh, if the meta changes, don't expect like, oh, wh why Why is the strategy, the only strategy I ever employed not working in the new meta? It's like you have to adapt to the way that the game is now being played, right? Like if, if you like to just run and rush people with shotguns and now there's this perfect counter to it, then maybe the strategy of running and rushing with shotguns is not something you should be doing anymore. Uh, and if that isn't fun for you, uh, then, you know, you can get out of PvP or you can just accept the fact that Sometimes when you rush with shotguns, you're going to get countered by this thing that is seems designed to counter that. So it's just, you know, you have to you have to be willing to play within the boundaries of the new meta, even when it's unfair. And in, in Destiny, in my professional opinion, is almost always in a in a uh, in a imbalanced state. And that's you kind of have to accept that when you play this game, if you want a balanced game, there are a lot of other PvP games that work really hard to just give you a balanced experience but destiny is not one of them it's got way too much going on in it it's mm -hmm. sandbox is is very complicated and a, a jungle and uh you're just not going to get balanced and to me that's part of the fun part of the fun is that it's rarely balanced and it is exciting and, and constantly changing and uh you know when i want a uh, a arena experience i'll just boot up halo but if mm -hmm. i want something that's uh 
a little more uh, off the wall than than Destiny definitely fits that bill. So, oh, pardon the interruption. We we have a fraudulent ninja in the chat. <laughs> so, <laughs> if you can do the honors, sir, uh, I'm flattered. I'm flattered that someone likes to run around with my likeness, but that is not me. <laughs> so with that that Lord Cognito in here, that is not the real ninja. He's, he's he's a fan and it's cool. Respect, no hate, but can't be in here impersonating people. Thank you, sir. <laughs> you, want a, you want a gun? Yes, please. <laughs> Bye. Into the shadow realm, sir. I'm sorry you have to get your own identity <laughs> and be, and be yourself. Uh, you can come and, you can come back as you. Just not me. <laughs> That's all I ask. So, I didn't so, know if that was a joke from ILP no, or something it's been that you guys Other people from other channels have told me that uh, he has been another cog running around asking for bot status. That's when you know. When the, yeah, no, when, I knew yeah. that. So I literally. Make me a bot, Ian. I'll get the fake out. <laughs> No, I saw that. That was good, though. That was good. That was good. (laughs) No, I just turned ILP into a mod, so it's fine. (laughs) What takes laughing? It was kind of funny. He was like, yeah, E, we got to get him out of here. He tried to get me out of here. Get that Iron Lord's podcast out of here. Yeah, who was that? See, this is is what happens when we go to YouTube. Just, you know, everything goes Uh, off the rail. You guys don't know what's going on. Hey, Cog, you got to respect him for living up to that ninja. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He did the He did the He's really out he here trying to yeah. Assassin's Salute. Creed his way into the. Salute. <laughs> <laughs> Doppelgangers and all that. Respect, respect, uh, though. You can come back, just be yourself. That's all. Yeah. Well, uh, Drewski, <laughs> anyway, it got? is awesome to get to know you. We got uh, some cool information that's hopefully going to change the game coming up a little bit. Um, so, crossplay. That's the big one. That was the giant piece of the TWAB. So we got a lot to talk about on this one. I'm going to kind of go through the pieces that need Wait, discussion. Are we, are we past the interview section? Uh, no, with, not with if we, not if you don't want to be. We can. You got. You got something else. I'm just. We haven't gotten to my favorite part of all of our PvP interviews. You know our our long running. Uh, our long, our long, you, long you know, this uh, is stop trying segment. to make try, stop trying to make uh, <laughs> fetch happen. Seriously, <laughs> is this a segment into? Uh, oh yes. No, we have a we have a long running segment here at uh, at the last word long podcast. Long running. <laughs> 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 I'd be holding up a different finger time. if this wasn't on uh, YouTube. <laughs> and it's called "Let's Help Ebontus." It's one of my favorite segments. <laughs> Clearly. It's a segment where we ask we ask uh, PvP mains to come onto the show and give their top tips for Crucible so that our friend Ebontis can spend less time in the Shadow Realm. So if you have any <laughs> tips, uh, Drewski, now would be your time. Just for people out there who are aspiring to get better PvP and not have 0.43 KD, uh, like like Ibantis over here. Oh, um, it, w- w- what would you recommend to them? Hmm, I, I think it's a it's it's super it's super super broad, and you can you can talk about so many things. But uh, the two things that really stick out in my head: the first one is like always uh, review your gameplay, uh, look back at it, record it if you want, or stream if you have to keep a VOD or something. Uh, look back over it and and identify like where you did things that you believe is is like good. And where you could have done something different and like take note of that. Um, and also like watching other great players and noticing what they do. And not only that, but asking yourself, why are they doing those things? And, you know, I think a film review is just such a important part of improving. Uh, I know any time that I've made like significant strides, I feel in my play, it's like usually been because of like film and VOD reviews. It's something I still do with my friends. 
Um, and I think they still do that. And they do that in professional sports, everything. So I think that's a huge one. Um, secondly, I think uh, mental. Mental game is is so, mm. so huge. And I think it doesn't matter what skill level or bracket or whatever you want to put yourself at. I think your mental game and your mental uh, is so, so important. It's something that I struggle with and I think I still struggle with and uh, feeling inconsistent in that. Uh, and I, I guess how to improve that or how to, you know, be uh, better at having a good mental uh, is not dwelling perhaps on actions and not being overly attached to outcomes. I think a lot of players get like really, and myself included, get really, really upset when they see something happen or, you know, yeah. when, when Bo, they, they when wanted something you? to go a certain way. How do you feel yeah, when exactly. bows hit you? Oh, I hate bows and I hate noob tubes. Oh, <laughs> 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 um, no yeah, it's just like don't don't be attached. I find that I get in my lowest lows when I'm, you know, when I when I have a when I'm really attached to things. I think um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Savage or Kenny, uh, Vaccaro. Um, mm -hmm. he owns G One. Yeah. Something that he said that stuck out on me and will, will always stick out on me is that when you're an athlete, you gotta have a short term memory. You know, you Preach. make a great play, doesn't matter. Preach. You move on. That was in the play. You make a bad play, you're not dwelling on it. It's just you're always thinking, what's the next play? What's what's the next thing? Uh, and I think that's a, that was like something that stuck with me. And I, I'm still trying to improve on that. I'm not a lead at it. So lots of improvement to make. But I think that that whole mentality thing is, is really important. More important than I think people think. Great, great advice. Got a couple yeah, of great I mean, tips from chat too. Kind of have to throw a few of these out there. Uh, Chibi go Kim's for got some, some good Chibi. ones. Uh, if you're a hunter, wear stompies. If you're a warlock, wear geomags. Titans just punch stuff, so she's got all the classes covered. <laughs> yep. Uh, yep Griff right. has got run away from the red blips on the radar. <laughs> 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 and final one, out sanity. If you're bad at PvP, give your account to your sweat lord friend. <laughs> <laughs> These all seem like very bad tips, but Drewski, I really appreciated yours. And hopefully Yvontis will too. Yes, no, those are good. It's good to get out of your head, especially, in, but as you said, the short-term memory is a good thing. If you really wanted that one kill, thought you had it, then you don't get it. Don't be down on yourself. Just move on to the next yeah, thing. Yeah, no. you can't dwell. Absolutely right. Especially, you know, competitive PvP trials. Sometimes, like, I think your mindset is so important because, like, if, you, you, if you're losing a couple of rounds, a couple of matches, and you get down or you get too angry and too overly sensitive with stuff, that can affect you. And, and the point you made, Juicy, about an attachment, you know, it, it, it's okay. Switch it up. You know, it, it's okay to be honest with yourself. Say, you know what? This ain't really working out, this loadout for me. You know what I'm saying? For this map or whatever the situation is. And just try different things, you know. And sometimes I've done that and it's it's been to the, you know, betterment for the team. So, yeah, absolutely. Any other questions for our amazing guest, Sir Drew? No. no this has been our favorite segment. Yeah, you know, I, we, we and Travis can talk PvP. I know. Like, what? I barely even need to be here. I've already got thrown under the bus, <laughs> run over twice. It's totally fine. <laughs> that's funny because that's exactly what your PvP teammates say about you when you're on a team with them. Jesus Christ. Man, he's a savage. Moving on. <laughs> uh, it's like, and banger. There it is. <laughs> All right, Dakota got one. She, 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 wants, she wants to smoke. Uh, favorite one. raid, Drewski. What do you what do you top one or two raids for you? Um, favorite raids, the ones that really stick out of me is Last Wish and Wrath of the Machine. I love Ooh. the atmosphere and the uh the atmosphere, the exotics that came from it, and the uh design. 
of Wrath of the Machine. It's like, mm. and I love the music, obviously, from uh, in the Riven fight from Last Wish, the grand scale mm. of it. Like, man, that music, which, the, the, which one? the specific which, part. Music. Give me the music. The two specific parts. It's like which when one? you're falling and shooting the weak spots on Riven. Uh, that what? music that plays, like that little string. I don't which know, most like people the strings avoid because they right there. Yep. I'm like, oh, goosebumps. I'm like, just <laughs> like, oh, man. Give and then there's uh, the one part where you have to stand on the plates in the back against Axis, and it goes like that oh. crazy, intense, operatic part. I'm like, yes, yes, that was great. Man, oh, that's I great. Love yeah. It, yeah, Axis, yeah, Axis is very intense. I like that. Uh, let me, since you're a music, you, you're a music guy. I, got, I, I could vibe with you on this. For me, yeah, those two are great. F- Last wish for me is Churochi and Churro or Zero. Whatever, Suro, Churro, whatever. Um, whenever you go with, I'm hungry. Yeah, I'm hungry. So <laughs> at the churro. end of the day, Churro Chi. <laughs> when you do the uh, what you call it, you know, when he does a cinnamon attack, the pacing, the pa- you stupid. <laughs> hey, I yeah, took I a bunch control. of crap there just fine. I get a shot here and there. Thank you. That's do your thing, brother. Go, take take a shot. It's all good. Oh, that. Music is super intense, and then leaving with the heart and all that. Like I, I love that. For um, Wrath, I think what we call him the Cable Guy, Vasic. Yeah, that that one always that, that music always made me. I, I always like that one. But yeah, Raid's got they had some really really good music, like fantastic Bungie. I mean, we didn't even mention Queen the, the space the space yeah walk the, yeah spacewalk. I was gonna say like <sighs> you're holding your controller, all of you hold your controllers, then you just like set mm-hmm. your controller down and just listen to the spacewalk. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> I said that would be my number three. I think that's number three for me. Yes, it's amazing. That's amazing. That was Definitely. yeah the environment setup, especially if you get done with just the absolute hell because. Yeah, Atrex for me was 12 hours, and then I quit and came back later, and then it got a little easier. But yeah, then when you get up there the first time, and gets just quiet. The way they set it up, just everything's muffled. The music is just the focus, and then you're out there on the just on the space station. Look at the planet and the stars, and it's just you just kind of want to stop. Everybody's like jumping along, but part of me just wants to like sit there and look mm-hmm. <laughs> and not do anything for yep. a minute. So, yeah. anyways, after Churro Chi, we'll go ahead and move on. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get this man some dessert. It's fine. Man, they let me go. <laughs> now, I have an entire segment. You can live this one for five minutes, okay? That's That seems at That's least true. somewhat fair. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, man, my comeuppance is going to be real bad when I get what's coming Whenever on you, oh, yeah, yeah, whenever we get one on you, oh, man, that fire is, that bonfire is going to be real big. So, anyway... <laughs> Crossplay. First, before I even yes, go sir. into all the details of how this is going to work, are you guys excited for this, just in general? Yeah. Big time. Very much so. Beyond. Like, this is huge. huge do you huge have, thing. like, a first thing you're going to do, first friend you're going to play with, first... I know somebody. Well, besides me. <laughs> 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 I got to get carried through PvP. That's what I got to do, right? Listen, man. And, yeah, I, and now, now we're gonna get to stomp people on four different platforms all at the same time. It's gonna be great. Can't wait. Can't wait. What about you, Drew? Drewski, like, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, how excited? I'm really excited because I bought a Series X, and uh, I'm excited to start like you know using that as my main platform, but still my being man. able to play with my PC friends. Right. Uh, I've been wanting to for a while, like. Um, if I, I, this might be outdated, but I remember, uh, I haven't, I've only scanned through the, the recent swab, but, uh, 
the way that I understood uh, crossplay to work is like the consoles have their like own pool, mm-hmm. and then yep. PC yep. is like in its own like little world. But if you join up on a PC player, you're brought into the PC world. So the PC world, yep. as many know, is inhibited by many a cheater. Hmm. And uh, for that reason, what? I this is brand new information. To, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so for that reason, I wanted to go back to console, and um, I did for a while. But there is a little tiny bit of input delay that I'm like not used to. And uh, I have a new controller coming in. Yeah. Apparently, the new Series uh, X controllers mm-hmm. have the less latency is input delay. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I got a custom Battle Beaver coming in. I'm still waiting on. Ooh. Very excited for. But okay. I want to go all in with Xbox and play on my Xbox as my main platform, and okay. then like still get the you know be able to play with my PC friends. Um, so yeah, that's what salute. I'm excited for mainly. Salute, brother. Yeah, salute. and in- interestingly about the console pool is that the previous generation is also being merged with mm-hmm. the current generation. So Series X and One X are going to be playing together, yep. PS4 and PS5. All in the same pool, which all oh, those thirty is, frames guys, those thirty, hey, 30 frames people, guys. man. So there were there were some exploits a couple months ago. I'm sure you guys remember this, where like if you had one person playing on the Xbox One X or uh, one uh, or one person playing on the PS4, it would pull you into that pool, and people were using that to get trials wins <laughs> and stuff like that, which you know kind of cheesy but i think this was during the height of stasis so people were just looking for ways to like make trials less toxic mm-hmm. um so yeah that, that's going to be really and interesting. a lot of people I mean, didn't that's have something like the that, new consoles yes that's true that is true yeah yeah so they still they don't, exist, still don't. Yeah. They, yeah they still don't that's that's very true 10 million uh ps5s and who who was able to buy these i don't know yeah, we're, we're, there's really? 10 million people with a PS5, really? Mm-hmm. Uh, Sh- I feel like I know the... four people with a PS5. <laughs> shout out to the scalpers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I- I'm excited for that scalpers. massive player pool for console. Like, I'm really, really excited. And then like, Stadia, the- too? I believe. Yep, yeah, the exactly. Stadia people are going to be sad. They're, they're not safe to hide in their little console. Stadia all can't seven, hide anymore. All seven of them. Yeah. 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 The one fire team and the solo guy. Jeez. Don't get me. Cammy and Fallout, always on stadium. Like, you guys can be playing console. I can play console with you, but you keep playing Stadia, <laughs> and now they can just come play console. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Let's get to it. It's a lot of info. I will here. miss the Wild West of the Stadia, though. That was really nice to have just like this weird group of players, and some sweat lords would go there just to like, it was like a, you know, going to the Caymans to hide your money. Like, it was just this weird, uh, you know, no man's land out, out in the stadium world. Facts. Dudes going over there to get flawless to avoid PC cheating. Yeah. It, was, it was a thing. Yeah. It was a thing when it first came out for a little bit. For the PvP hardcore, the sweat lords were running over there. Like you said, it was like, it's a perfect analogy, Travis. Like, you know, it's really you sad and- that for me to play with you guys, I'm probably going to have to go to Stadia. If you guys, it's for cons. <laughs> For me to use oh, like mouse and keyboard, for, PvP. Me, for me to use mouse and keyboard, yeah, yeah. through a, like Stadia, because I pick up a controller, I may as well just like hide in your backpack, because me and a controller is less than helpful. So yeah. it's like for me to actually play with you guys, sadly, as for Stadia, even the lag almost would be better than a controller for me. But why? I mean, we would mostly be paying PVE stuff. Like, oh, if yeah, if you play with PVE, it's fine. But I'm just saying, yeah. if PVP and you guys want to avoid cheaters, if you join right. me on PC, you're in my world. So. Yeah, that's like, the problem. I mean, but so yeah. to me, I don't go crazy with it in, you know, regular. 
obviously, yeah, band is going to be a little bit, but it's not to me. It's, it's just trials to me. I always felt like, yeah, you see some weird, goofy stuff, you know, in Iron Band on occasion on PC. But I, I at least my experience, I never felt like, oh, my God, the majority of it was there. But when we threw that trials on that, oh, Lord, you're seeing all type of stuff. I'm like, that's not even humanly possible with this person. No, flying around <laughs> with automatic grenade launch. Yeah, no, I've seen the yeah, clips that I, are just ridiculous. So That's when it really gets toxic. It's, you know, the stakes are high and people are doing what they got to do. But, you know, I, w- I would still, you know, play play with you or, you know, my PC guys in PvP Calm. just to do it. You know what I'm saying? But we, we got to get into the detail. There's a lot of lot of stuff yeah. in this. So the first one, man. who am I? Don't answer that question, Travis. I swear you'll just come up with something crazy. But we are going to get back into the kind of the Steam naming schemes, honestly, that we are the um, Activision naming schemes that we had before, because you're going to have your Bungie name, which is going to be your player name plus a number, your display name, pretty standard, the hash and your numeric ID. So you're going to have what you show up as is your number, but you're also going to have your Bungie name that'll work for crossplay, for invites, for anything else. And the big thing to know about your name, it seems like, is if you are like Jim, rocket launcher, sniper, trace rifle, if all of the, those have to come out. And mm-hmm. if you have one of those less than favorable names, those are mm-hmm. also going to go through a filter and get basically, if they don't work, you're going to be turned into guardian number 76543. That's it. You're going to be a generic guardian at that point. <laughs> so does anybody need to do any like, does anybody Travis. know anything? Anybody who needs to do any name changing in the next week or so? Nah, I'm trying. I will not speak, but yes, definitely. There's people in my clan who are gonna have to change the name because <laughs> on Steam you can change your name like you change your shirts. You know, yes. like you just you just change your name to the meme of the week, and mm-hmm. that's just what people do on that platform. So occasionally, people will. Uh, you know, spoof, like, just like, oh, I'm going to make my name Lord Cognito today and just walk around <laughs> and pretend like I'm that guy. Uh, I actually got, yeah, my friend pranked me on a, on a live stream and, and made their gamer tag the same as somebody else I was trying to join for the stream. And then, it was, yeah, just, just to mess with me. I think this Jesus. is for the, the, the Bungie charity stream that happened when that fire was happening in Australia. Uh, but yeah, uh, I, so there's definitely going to be people that change my name. But for me, I'm the same on every platform. I think pretty much everyone in this podcast has that, uh, you know, branding <laughs> across platforms. So we're probably safe, but it's going to affect a lot of people on Steam for sure. <clears throat> yeah, it's for sure. Change yeah, that yeah. kind of culture. Yeah. Extra set ask. Can someone confirm if thy names? Yeah. Marasov Thives, probably not something you want to stick with permanently. Mm-hmm. My advice to actually pick something that's probably real. will work though. Marasov's thighs. I mean, theoretically. It's just a name and thighs. I don't see the problem. Technically would be okay. Tigerl Travis, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Tigerl Travis already exists. Oh, I know. You just, yeah. Yeah. Just got to keep her around. Yeah. (laughs) We had the... (laughs) What were you going to be... uh, what did I say? Breakaway pants gym or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I forgot about that. It was when Kong was, was gone and uh, we had Sarah on and all of a sudden, like, because I don't know. Did you hear this story? Because it was one of the clips and it was Ty Guy Tra- Travis and Ty Girl Travis. And like she, her ex had to change his name. Because very small hat, very small hat, she got popular and did her thing. So he was very large hat and he's no longer, he had to change his thing. So it was like, 
I was like, Travis, if she leaves you and she takes Thai girl, tra- Thai guy, Travis, like, because it's so attached to his wardrobe, he has to change his whole like yeah. look. So I was just going to be like, <laughs> you know, Jeez, like wash proceedings are messy and gave He's going to be T-shirt Travis or something. He's going to have to change yeah. everything. So, yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Give him a middle name, something like that. Leather oh, jacket, Jake. I don't know. <laughs> It's messy, man. You got you got to got to plan in advance. Sometimes you got to get those uh those uh gamer tag name prenups. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee you, that's in our future. That's gonna be that's gonna be our fight in, the, in our generation. Who keeps that's the name? Who keeps the game? You fight, man. She gonna take half for sure. She just takes Ty guy. Take and, note, man. That's it. She just takes Ty guy and leaves him with Travis. <laughs> Oh man! Well, the big thing to note on the timing the of the Man TV dinner, Travis. <laughs> See this comment? Yeah, Jack. I'll say it. Hungry Man hilarious. TV dinner, Travis. <laughs> yup, facts. The That's IRL the Titan. Life. Yeah, he only works at. Yeah. See, IRL. If you get out of shape, you got to change your name. IRL mm-hmm. Titans in there is like I work out to preserve my gamer tag. Yeah. Salute to the right. tag. Yeah, no. If you He's... don't, if you don't have those arms, you're gonna have to change your whole tag to you know, <laughs> well, like, or something like that. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say to <laughs> Disrespectful noodle arm hunter. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the team. But yeah, definitely think about your name because when you log into season 15 for the first time in whatever platform you log on, that's what's gonna go through their system. So remember the timing. August 24th, you're going to be watching the trailers. Hype is going to be happening. Figure it out before then. It's just my piece of advice. Mm. Um, As for friends, the Bungie roster is still going to work. They've showed that the way you're going to be able to find your friends. Um, You're going to be able to see what platforms they're on. You're going to be able to use their Bungie basic name to add people to it. Uh, But the big thing is like the Bungie name is going to be there. You know, your friends are going to be there. What's your name on this platform? Here's my Bungie name and you'll be attached Roster system does look like it's going to be the same, but the big one is matchmaking. That's probably the biggest one of all of these things. And PC players will match with other PC players. Console players will match with other console players. Note Stadia will be in the console pool. Fire teams with any combination of PC players and console players will match in the PC pool. PVE, everybody. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about it. What you feeling, man? Do you feel that is handled well? Any changes you'd make? Are you worried about people exploiting anything? Um, <clears throat> uh, I I think that's handled pretty decently. I mean, okay. So the, here's the only thing that criticism I'd give. Let's go. Is I feel maybe they could have done matchmaking based on input. So if I'm an controller player on pc i can still play with controller players well on console right mm. because i mean i've, I've played like pc and like, con- like my my pc runs like my series x like there's no like real disparity other than like the controller delay i talked about earlier which is like going to be like resolved with a new controller right um like so i i they're, they're pretty level playing field i want to say so uh, you know matchmaking based on input maybe you could have maximized that player pool uh quite a bit however um there in destiny you can swap input methods on the fly it's not like other mm. games so like other games call of duty i know i believe 
Halo will be doing that as well, the input-based matchmaking. Um, in those games, like, you're committed to the, like, you, you have to, like, go to your settings and say, like, change, like, I'm playing on this input right now, um, and you and you can't change that in-game, obviously. So Destiny doesn't work like that. Like, you just switch the input and it starts working. So I suppose if they weren't keen on changing that, then this is the best solution. Uh, the icing uh, on the cake or like the silver lining of this perhaps is uh, that, you know, at the very least, even if you are a controller on PC, I'm sure there are some people that will still find a way to cheat. And you can be sure that in the console pool, you're most likely not dealing with any of that per se. I, at least I would hope. So I guess that's the good that comes out of the way they've decided to go about it. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, they're trying to put a wall up between PC and console, mostly for the cheaters. Yeah. It still sucks the PC cheaters is going to be no better, but it does te- preserve the console space as a, a safer space for probably their bigger player base on the whole. Steam's not small, yeah. but those everybody else together, four, five, Series X, one, Stadia, the other seven people that got thrown in, all of those... <laughs> <laughs> all of that is still going to be the biggest shout pool. out to the seventh. Yeah. All of those is still going to be the biggest pool and that's still probably going to be the safest. So it's like, I get what they were going for, but as you said, I didn't actually think about the input because I'm always mouse and keyboard, but I guess if you're PC and controller, they still have to debate about the cheating part, which I guess gets to be interesting. Yeah. 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 I th- I'm, I'm sorry. No, sorry. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. But, okay. No, no, just going to reiterate what you said. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, after I thought about it, I, I actually really like it. I actually really like the, the choice they made, Um, you know, especially with the mixed fire team, you know, because I ain't going to lie, you know, some people going to have delusions like, yo, if I get the top PC dude on my squad to come over here in console, <laughs> you know, and think they're going to stay in the console pool and just wreck. Like, you know, look, they, I, I like that. You automatically move into the pool. I think overall, this is great. I, I just I just love that it's going to be this in, in this influx of 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 players in search. Stadia, y'all just got blessed. <laughs> Let me just explain. Stadia, I tried like doing a strike in Stadia was a chore just to get two other people. So whoever's like dedicated to Stadia, the influx that they're going to have is is tremendous. And I, just, you know, from a console standpoint, you know, being an Xbox primarily, you know, playing just to be able to, you know, to have the, the you know, the PS, the PlayStation guys in there, that's going to be great. And forget like in PVE, just universal everybody, like pools and engagement is going to yep. be so good. Like that's to me, that's why I, like, even though I know we, we complain a lot about, you know, the, the, when Witch Queen got delayed and we know the content drought, the extra long season, you know, we're dreading it, right? Cause we know they got to stretch things out. But to me, this is a thing that's really going to help during that dry spell. I, I love it. I think, I think this is pretty good. Good, good. you know. I mean, obviously, like Drewski said, we still got to see, you know, if anything can be exploited. You know, they'll try to be fast on the trigger yeah. with it. But um, I, I couldn't. I'll be honest. I, I was like, you know what? This is pretty fair to me. I, I couldn't really complain too, too much. What, what do you, what do you think, Trav? Yeah, I think it looks good on paper, but I don't think it'll work like it is written. Ooh, I think talk to you me. know that like last time they tried to do crossplay, they enabled twelve person raids, right? Like. Like, oh, you mean like this? Okay. This is exploit. Yeah, remember that whole thing. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think people will find ways around it. I think people, PC players, will find a way into the console pool or uh, console only fire teams will get matched with PC players, and 
I, I just think it's going to be rocky. And the reason I think that is because every game that has tried to do crossplay has had issues. It's really hard. Lots of people are finding out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And if you guys have, if you guys have played a game that has a uh, cross play, it's always really rocky, right? When they, they first implement it. So I think we'll probably get there eventually. I do think mm-hmm. there needs to be a, a great firewall uh, between uh, console and PC just because of the cheaters. Um, right. but, and and the, and the input doesn't bother me too much just because like, you know, I'm a guy who when I play on PC, I play with controller and I do fine. I, I don't think it's that big of an advantage. But I do think that the, the biggest thing between playing on PC and console on controller is they actually act differently. You get less uh, recoil when you play on PC uh, on a controller. And so I think it makes sense to kind of keep those separated because Otherwise, it's not a super level uh, playing field. Uh, more than the input is just that the games operate differently on PC and console. So I get why they're separated. I am very excited to have PlayStation players in the Xbox pool because they are not good at Crucible. And oh. I am really excited to stomp on them. You want easy mode, dude. You want easy mode. Go, pl- go play with those guys who have those unstaggered sticks on their controller because they do not know what they're doing. Uh, those you really go fanboy this segment. You really go fanboy, uh, dude. I'm not fanboying. <laughs> I'm not fanboying. I'm ex- I'm ex- just saying. I have I have a PlayStation Five. I have an Xbox Series X. I play on both of them. I'm just saying, in my professional experience, uh-huh. when I want to stomp, I go to the P- the PlayStation platform because that's where those players play. There are a lot of PVE players. They're not very good at PvP. That's just been Messy. my experience. Bessie so, Travis. Maybe it's because I have less uh, <laughs> less PvP playtime. On the PlayStation mm. platform, yeah. so I'm in that's like a probably lower bracket. Your that might be some yeah, explanation, but I'm just saying, like that's gonna been my go, experience. I'm, I'm like, wow, these the... guys are bad. So I'm gonna well, guess we'll that might be. We'll it. see because yeah. if it's cross play, because we already have cross save, right? So do they take the do they take my stats on Xbox and apply it to PlayStation? I don't really know, but uh, yeah, that's just that's just been my experience. So, uh, but yeah, I, I think in theory it's good. I just think that it's probably not going to work right out the gate, just based on the test they did, growing pains. and just based yeah. on yeah, I think there will be growing pains, and I think they'll probably be prolonged. I could really? even see them disabling uh, for a little bit uh, crossplay for PvP. I think that that might happen where they go, all right, well, it's up and running, it's working on PV- PVE, but there's some exploit on the PvP side. So yeah. we're turning off week, yeah, they turn it off to, or whatever. Uh, I could see stuff like that. Yeah, I, I, I could see, I could see something like that happening. I think it's going to be I'm, a little I rough, mean, but uh, to me, start, it's, but I hope it's, I'm wrong. No, I mean, you could, you, you could be valid here. I mean, to me, hopefully it's no different than, you know, them implementing like turning the exotic off for the weekend. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. hopefully they have the safeguards in place so that if the exploits do happen, what you are saying and what possibly you are alluding to, that they have something in place ahead of time to be able to be a quick disable and, you know, it doesn't break the infrastructure of the game. But I'm curious for E yeah. because, you know, it's mouse and keyboard, you know, this is his, this is, that's his realm. Like, well, I mean, I'm stuck on PC. Feeling? That's just... Nothing's changing for me. I'm still playing with PC, mouse, and keyboard. And if I go into PvP and I, if I choose to try and find a backpack for trials, there's probably going to be some cheaters in there. So I was like, my world doesn't change. It just broadens the console pool a lot, which is good for everybody else. But, but I actually meant PvE because you're primarily prim- 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 Oh, PvE no, I mean, guy. for me, it's yeah. going to be great. Like if I'm on stream yeah. or like New Rad or Black Wings or Dakota, like a lot of the people that I know in chat that are like, always there and they just joke to be like hey let's go run something now i can just be like here's here's finally the bungee number you know here's my bungee code add it in and now let's just go play like that for any content creator 
streamer. I mean, the people who do like helps and stuff like that, yeah, all those types of things. That's what I'm for yeah, the streamers, sorry. the content creators. That's huge because you'd be like, hey, do you want to join? Here's the like, here's the number. Now, what they need, and I don't know if it's listed the same way it is like your Steam like game ID, because you're not going to want to have like an infinite friends list of Bungie friends. Like theoretically, mm -hmm. I mean, it depends because people on friends list, depending on who they are, you know, the, there have been weird exploits where somebody was a friend and later they screwed up. It was like Gathalion and Broman, they like DDoS them in the middle of the raid because they like joined them up. Oh, and yes. so stuff like that, like if you need, if you can have a, Crossplay, just a game join, something like mm -hmm. that is something that they probably need to make sure, especially just for the content creators. Because, yeah, somebody wants to run in, help somebody throw a GM Nightfall. I can get them in for the session. That doesn't mean they need to be on my friends list for life or I need to go trim that up later on. So oh, that would be something. We bougie people associate you, huh? No, oh, I th <laughs> that, I, not even for me. I'm honestly thinking of like people who like help people for hours and hours and hours. If you do that as like, there are service streamers. There's a lot of them that are doing amazing work, but right. like but after a while, you don't necessarily want to add them. No, I, I get yeah, at that. some I get point that. that list gets unmanageable. That's all. Like if you right. keep adding and adding and adding. So I don't know if that's something they're thinking about, have mentioned if there's going to be like a join. Cause I mean, outriders, while it wasn't perfect, they had like that join code for your session or whatever. So I don't know if they'll mm -hmm. figure something out like that or if it's got to be the Bungie ID. I don't know. So we'll have to see if there's a way they manage that or if you just have to be kind of diligent with the friends list. Because, I mean, for the service streamer, for the content creator, for anybody who's on and I'm just playing and be like, all right, I'm going to go run a dungeon. Anybody want to join? And it doesn't matter who is in chat. If you have destiny, you can do it. That's going right. to be the best part. It's amazing. Like, that's it's so amazing, good. Yeah. So, I mean, I just hope they give you the Bungie option. Bungie bounties will now be universal yeah. one uh, one for each platform oh, yeah. that's one that i was thinking about earlier yeah, think about that uh yeah there's gonna be just a lot of stuff that's just more simple now it will also make it impossible for bungie to reverse their decision on platform exclusivity uh you know giving uh exotics or maps oh, well, to one over. platform yes yeah, so i think that's long done I mean, over, that's over but they you know and the chips are down. Maybe they make a deal with Destiny Three, or I, I don't know. But if if they're committed to cross, Cog just wants Microsoft to back that, that money no truck up. Possible. I've been saying it. <laughs> I I don't I don't think I, I think, think it's too late at this point. Anyone, yeah. include, including Microsoft, I don't think that's uh really helps them at all. To yeah. to I yeah. strongly disagree. It is funny though because you to think acquire? like are you talking about acquiring? Yeah, why not? Why would it make business sense for them when they're getting all of their games already? You mean Microsoft or for Bungie? Yeah. For no, I'm saying both. who are you asking? No, I think for for Bungie, hypothetically, they're good right now, right? But hypothetically, for for Microsoft, obviously it fits the model. When they when they did Game Pass, you want those type of games that's gonna have that consistent engagement. When they did Beyond Light, they they did tremendous with, with their um player numbers and stuff like that. That game kind of Destiny suits a Game Pass model, in my opinion, right? And then you can put microtransactions. Obviously, Tess is already out here. You know what I'm saying? That kind of thing. Now, for Bungie's standpoint, to me, the only reason why I say it, look, they could stay how they are, and I'm fine. I wouldn't be mad if it happened because my main issue has always been the content stream. The issue is we consume the content too fast, then they then can make it. So if they had the resources and the backing to do it then by all means, I, I would absolutely love it because that's the only issue right now. It's just like, we're like, damn, 
you know, it, it just takes a while. And now they're independent. They're, I mean, for as much as we complained about Activision's practices, which were not the greatest, we have to admit during that time we were getting the Forsakens, the Taken Kings. Yeah. We were getting those big, meaty expansions I mean, we that we love. Three studios in the mix. So yeah, right. And then you had the support studios. You had the, what is it, uh, High Moon? High Moon, Vicarious Visions. Vicarious Visions. That's the stuff that Microsoft could do with Xbox Game Studios if they need extra help and they would get more money and resources. So all I care about is them making content and not having the droughts and, oh, Witch Queen is delayed and now this is this. And now, you know, that that's the only thing that them being independent, the burden is a lot on them. But again, if it happens, great. If it doesn't happen, I mean, I'm still good, but... I would, I would be. Okay. I, I feel that. Mm-hmm. I, I guess, I guess my comment was more that like it doesn't make sense for Microsoft to acquire them because in Bungie they already have a partner that's willing to put their game on Game Pass and keep it there indefinitely. Apparently, so like Microsoft's already getting all the benefits they would get if they acquired it. And then on the other hand, de- the people at Bungie are getting everything that they want from Microsoft, which is presumably money to make their game because they're on Game Pass. So you know that Microsoft's probably paying them. Uh, a stipend every every month or year right. or however the, they have the it analogy. set up. And then, yeah. And I, and I also think that when it comes to the amount of content, I think the reason there's not going to be any more Forsakens, it has a lot to do, obviously, with the fact that Activision's not in the picture anymore. But I think it also has to do with the fact that it wasn't a sustainable model. And I think everyone at Bungie talked about that, about how like that sprint to make content and the I'm sure they were doing like a lot of crunch and all that. I think... That was kind of the problem and, and having yeah. to meet those deadlines and then shipping stuff before it was ready because you had to hit those deadlines, including Destiny Vanilla, including Destiny 2. Pretty much every uh, release that they came out with, except for Forsaken and uh, the Taken King, felt like it was half-baked and could have used more time in the, the oven and all that stuff. So uh, I, I don't know that them having more funny, more money and more teams to support them would necessarily solve the problem of you know, that model wasn't really working for them. So uh, that, that's I just think, my thought. But I, I no, definitely no. agree that there are there are opportunities to to work together, certainly. And if if I think Bungie knows probably in their back pocket that if ever a day came where they they felt like they couldn't do it on their own, they like that. Yeah. I mean, Phil Spencer plays like thousands oh, that, of hours. That's his of favorite game. Yeah, like, so, literally. Yeah. Like mm. there, there's no way that that, that uh, Pete Parsons doesn't have yeah, those you know, two talk Phil all Spencer's the time. number on Spencer. Yeah, yeah, he's got he's got he's got Phil Spencer's cell phone number underneath a glass with a little hammer next to it, <laughs> in case of in case uh, of emergency, in case of yeah. funding, yeah, in, in case, case of, of emergency, funding. hit yeah. Phil. So mm-hmm. that, that definitely is a thing. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Like I said, I just feel it's a direct result. All of a sudden, the switch to the seasonal model was after they broke free, and I just feel that once those support studios were gone. You know, it, it, it's a it's a big burden. It's a bit. It, it's a lot. It's a it's a huge game with a tremendous base that it's very demanding for them to keep up. But again, as to your original point, I think I use the analogy. It's like, what's that? It's an Italian like. Would you, you don't get the milk with the you, you know that one where it's like you're dating someone? Why buy the cow when you can get the milk? For there free? you go. Yeah. So it's like y'all date yeah you, you know what I'm saying friends with benefits right now. You yep. know what I'm saying? So it's no need yeah. to necessarily put a ring on it necessarily because both would kind of get what they want right now. You know what I'm saying? Kind of thing. But I see what you said. Odd analogies aside. <laughs> <laughs> uh chatting with I your friends. No, it works. Um mm-hmm. There's probably an app for that, but chatting with your friends 
is going to be another thing because crossplay. And we had this discussion. Shout out to D Flawless and his fantastic <laughs> little TikTok about all the people breaking your ears with what they're doing. All that stuff is just crazy. So, um, when crossplay releases, voice he chat- listens to the show apparently. Yeah, salute to salute to D Flawless. <laughs> We Classic. have run into well, some he turned our skit into a reality. Yeah, we have some run into some late breaking issues with the development are currently working on making sure the experience is ready for voice chat between all platforms. So it is something they will be shipping later. I think that one's coming in the winter. If I look at the schedule, yeah. um, it's basically they say it. soon after launch, actually, that one's going to be fairly close. But they also mentioned text chat is critical to communication. So PC, you got keyboards. They're going to allow later on in the winter USB keyboards for chat for consoles if they allow them only for chat, not for gameplay. That's the one when somebody I was like, that's what I'm. No, that's what I'm wondering, honestly, if when somebody's going to try and break it. Right. Do some weird exploit to get the uh, keyboard and mouse popping on console. And people are in there like, (laughs) like modding their Series X's. I honestly don't know how much you could if they control the inputs on those for. Yeah. Text chat only takes these input doesn't take the other way on console, but there are some smart people out there breaking stuff. So I would I, I'd be I'd be willing <coughs> to bet there's a Teddy are already out there playing with a key mouse and keyboard on uh, Xbox. Probably wouldn't be surprised like today. Like, yeah. I, yeah, I would just wouldn't be surprised if that was already a thing. So um, but they are working on it. But that kind of is a thing for communication, because if it's like, hey, come into the discord, hey, jump in here, hey, voice chat or whatever platforms are still going to be the thing where it's you can play with other people but where are you going to talk with your friends talk, that are yeah, yeah so that's going to be the interesting point and that's where if who knows when sony's going to do its discord thing but discord is kind of that universal platform from pc so if you have somebody pc in your party i know there's a lot of people that are going to start making a discord app get the discord app on your phone plug it in you're good as you said if it could be on both on the consoles and just this universal thing that would solve all of this without even the need for like in-game because the in-game voice chat is trash anyway. Like the yeah. quality because you guys we sound reasonable in this discord chat, obviously, because the quality's there. But when you go into game chat, it sounds like you're talking through a bucket. So, yeah, let me, let me ask Drewski something, yeah. if you don't mind. Um, In reference to this with the, you know, obviously, I, I would assume we're all a little disappointed. It, it, uh, the in-game chat's not ready. Right. So like Drewski, for you, I was going to ask you like. You know, as someone now, you said you're going to be on Series X, you're going to be, you know, on console, most likely doing it up for the crossplay stuff. Like, are you like, is that going to be your solution for, for the, the crossplay people that you play with? Like, how are you going to handle that situation? Um, I'm probably going to stick to Discord. I still have my PC, of course, to use. So generally Discord's my home to communicate with folks. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. And uh, E, everybody's, we just go ahead and discord it out until you announce it. <laughs> I mean, it's the easiest one that's universal because you can get it on your phone, you can get it on your PC, so at yep. least those two can play. If you got an earbud, a headset, I mean, Travis has literally got one that's like, it's, a, you know, not even an inch big or barely and just tuck in your ear and there you go. You're done. Yeah. So if you got game audio on one side, that one and the other, the best one you could probably do is if you have a headset, I haven't used one in a while, but if you have a Bluetooth headset, Connect that to your phone, get the to, voice to chat phone. in there. That's, that's what I was just about to also, say. Yeah. And then also have it take the game yep. audio. I used to do that mm-hmm. with the set headset I previously would use. I just have it set up differently now. And that yeah. was work perfect. That would work perfectly. So if you have yeah. the, like Bluetooth headsets and stuff, 
with ones that you like take both audio that they can play at the same right. time, that'd be for, great. For Xbox guys, I highly advise the default, the new Xbox uh, wireless headset, the one that they just came out, because you have that ability and yep. you can adjust. You can have, I've connected it to my phone before. I've watched a YouTube video, listened to that, you know, so you can apply that same logic, you know, your Discord app, have that on, and, and you can mix and adjust the uh, the sound levels on both. So you can, you know, get that going on. Because I know this is going to be, it's going to be a lot for console guys to to acclimate. <laughs> yeah. That's what Good I was going to, that's what I was going to touch on is I think this is a huge, huge miss. And I think it's going to be a nightmare. I really do. Well, they I say think, soon uh, after launch. The yeah. question is when, right? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, even, even if they come up with a solution for it, which I'm not, I'm not confident there will be one that is like universally understood, like. You know, unless it's just a replacement for game chat that actually works across the board, uh, which I think would be fine. But even then, you still have problems with like people wanting to be in parties and uh, quality versus uh, usability and that sort of thing. But I think like between us, like if I'm playing with E, it's easy because I'll figure out a workaround. But if if you're telling players, okay, well, you got to get Discord. Okay, well, that's an app. What is Discord? A lot of console <laughs> players are going to ask you. All right, well, now I've got to make an account and connect it to my other accounts. And then I need to find your username, which is a separate username from your what, what, what I'm calling you in Destiny. Uh, and then we all have to be in a party together. And then, oh, you want me to have an earbud on one side and then a headset on the other <laughs> that's staggered on my face so that it's not covering my other ear? And, oh. Oh, you want you want me to buy a headset that can do Bluetooth and Xbox wireless communication <laughs> so that I can have two channels of communication at once? Like you guys do not understand, understand yeah. how <laughs> For much a console guy, gobbledygook. That is, that's gobbledygook. This, this sounds like gobbledygook to yeah. a console player and even to PC players. I'm sure a lot of them are just like doing what they're they're told. Oh, okay, this is easy. I can set it up in a couple uh, minutes, but it it's gonna be a nightmare. And I didn't even want to think about. Like, what is the solution for Stadia? Does Stadia even have a headset? Oh, it doesn't have a console. What do you do for that? Like, I have no idea what the solution is for, for a Stadia player. So it, it, it gets so complicated so quick. And I think even after this patch is deployed, there's no way it's going to meet the demands of the player base or be user-friendly or usable. And I think that that is effectively going to mean that a lot mm -hmm. of people don't use cross-play. They at least don't use it casually. You're not going to see any LFGs that are cross-play because of that specifically. Oh, we found somebody in LFG, but he's from a different platform. Well, now we all have to do this dance for 20 minutes to get them on the right voice channel to talk to the rest of us. There's no way people are going to want to do that in an LFG. So they're just going to say, you, you know, Xbox LFG only. Grim, we're doing sir. Chat. <laughs> I gotta, I, I'm just I saying, dude, back. this is... You this, don't think there's a way they can be, just implement game chat is the same way? Like, we acting like this is impossible. I, 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 I would love to see them implement game chat in a way that's comprehensive and makes sense. But what if you have a Stadia player? Are Stadia players just, just nixed now? Because what, what do Stadia players do for oh, They have chat? to have some microphone Real input, question. theoretically, right? they got to have a microphone input. Yeah. No, they PC. use Discord. <laughs> they, they use Discord. That's that's what I did when I was on Stadia. Is you use Discord separately. Okay, but you still but have then, a microphone, I, I, so Stadia has to be able to pick up a microphone. Like like well, what, is the then, microphone what is the microphone attached to? It's, it's basically what device in, are you plugging the microphone in your into? browser, so it's acting like a, a PC. Yeah, it's, like a, it, it's, it's yeah. still PC. Okay, it's, just, so it's still basically a PC. I, I get... Sometimes it's PC. It's not always PC. It could be your phone. 
Do they even have? I don't. Are they? Oh yeah, they do have. Do they have the mobile? Yeah, you can play it on your phone. So and then you can play Xbox Xbox, which is also on your phone. I've. It's just, it's gonna be. I'm just saying, man. I I see this coming a mile away. There's gonna be Mm -hmm. some stuff here that doesn't work, and even if it does work, it's Mm -hmm. gonna be a hassle for people, and it's gonna make people not want to play with certain types of players. I can see the the stadia people becoming black sheep in this equation, you know, or like, I just, I, I, I'm, 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 maybe I'm being pessimistic, yes. but I just really I, I think you're being a lot of issues yeah, like over the if top, bro. Like literally, it's right, okay, right, okay, 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 okay. Hey, somebody, somebody, somebody timestamp this. this because <laughs> I want to see six months from now who's right about this one because I think I'm right. I really Good. do. I mean, by Good the time though. Witch Queen comes out, the game chat has got to be smooth. That's one of those things. By the time Witch Queen launches the in cross-platform voice chat they say soon after season 15 launch yeah they've got a plan they found like one bug. so that should and again wherever you're playing whether if you're playing on your phone whatever you're playing they all have microphones somehow if you don't have a microphone you got to have a microphone somewhere so if that works and then and then the quality of the microphone now that's a whole different thing here we go no, no, that's that, a whole... that gets to my point though, because people aren't going to want people there if it's like this low quality tin See, that's can what microphone this is. because that's you're what playing this really on a certain platform. You don't want to deal with the low quality mics. Uh, but there's <laughs> lots of people like me. There's lots of people like me who don't want to be in that deflawless video chat. <laughs> there's a difference Dude, between quality and non-functionality. That's two different yeah, things. Yeah, that's like, a different argument. It, I'm that, just saying compatibility is going to uh, be rough. Drew, I, as a music I, I person see, see and something with like ears that are in tune, how important is audio quality to you? <laughs> uh, I mean, in the context of gaming, I guess is like I'm never going to like say no to good quality. But if like if you if if what you got is what you got, I mean, we just got to be able to make it. So I, I mean. I don't know. I I, I think may, quality may, is great when I can get it, but if as long as we can communicate, I'll take communication over not. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm saying. See, Look, I guess yeah, my I, neuroses are showing. Yeah, yeah. I, so I, I think you all be extra, I extra. Think, <laughs> yeah, I was like, you're going to have some quality sometimes. You're going to have the earbud that's got a blender in the background. You're going to have some funky moments. Sure. Don't get me wrong. Be like, hey, somebody in chat, you want to come in? And they're there in your ear and you're like, what, what do I hear right now? And it's, there's going to be some of those moments, no doubt about it. Those, those glad moments. <laughs> but on the and other in the side. Meantime, you're going to have people with an earbud connected to their phone on Discord. And then you're going to hear all the sounds coming out of their TV. And you're going to be like, yo, can you turn down the volume on your TV so that I don't have to ki- hear you kill every single fallen? And they're going <laughs> to be like, oh, is. what word? And it's just, it's going to e. be a nightmare for six e. or seven months. E, that's and what this is. <laughs> he he is saying, dude, bracing it's for the <laughs> horrible quality. This is what this man, this man is dreading the, 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 all the memes we the made vaping, last week. The weedies eaters. The, the, the dude <laughs> that did, they went to the bathroom that forgot to mute. Oh, God, that clip. <laughs> <laughs> did you see that, Drew? Did you see Glad's tweet? I did. Oh. No, I didn't. Oh, a guy went, he was playing New World or something. He was at a party with somebody, and all of a sudden, some dude left his wireless headset mic on and just was in the bathroom just destroying it. And he clipped the whole thing and put it on Twitter. And it is hilarious because it's just like so perfectly captured. But yeah, that's those moment when you're like, oh, God, what am I listening to? 
But yeah, it's all those things going on that you guys <laughs> yeah. are talking about because, yeah, destroying a bathroom, somebody's microwaving food over here, somebody's <laughs> eating out of a bag of chips, chomping on something, Travis. vaping Travis. as, which I don't even think about, and then you said it, which was hilarious. Um, yeah, D. Flawless nailed that one, but he's yeah, just D. like, did it. take a minute, get your stuff together, let's go. I love the end of that one. Um, but again, we'll have text chat, so that'll be there a little bit. Your text voice chat will be coming. Overall... I think a lot of this is positive because when I played the matchmaking strike playlist that they did, if I was matched with anybody on those, I never felt it. Now, I was like, I don't know if anybody else felt anything, but I mean, I had, you know, a couple guys in, in my discord and stuff, they played Outriders crossplay and they were like, there was lag. It was pretty bad. Stuff like that didn't go yeah. too well. Oh yeah. <clears throat> bad. Like if they can get the crossplay to play smooth, which hopefully their test worked in anything that they've been getting set up. If the gameplay can be smooth and if the voice chat, at least in game is functional, that's going to be a pretty solid step. Will it be perfect? No. Are, are Travis's ears going to melt off the side of his head? Yes. But in the end, this hopefully if, if it goes smoothly is the big giant question because lately Things can tend to launch imperfectly. Bugs, right. hiccups, and that's just like, I don't know if it's like people have wondered, like, are you guys queuing it? Of course they're queuing it. But again, it's the time, the bandwidth, and everything else. That's why I keep saying, take your time on Witch Queen. If it does go relatively yeah. smooth, if the voice chat gets in there at launch, it's going to be really annoying to be like, I could go in game chat now, but it is it is going to be one of those things you end up probably doing to make life easy. So there's a couple things. I mean, <clears throat> not, <clears throat> excuse me. Not building up your friends list. The voice chat will have to see how it goes. But if they can iron some of this stuff out now, they have six months before Witch Queen. Witch Queen yeah. could be a smooth launch, which is why they are doing this now, I think. Yep. There's no content. I'm so glad Witch Queen isn't coming out this year because they need this time to work out to cross work play. It. Otherwise, it's going to be like the Outriders launch, Cog, where you were on, on uh, oh God, stranded man. on Gilligan's Island of whatever yeah, my, the heck happened my, to you. Yeah, my my brief box of briefs for like <laughs> with no loot yeah. <laughs> at my screen and can't launch the game. No, you're right. I mean, that's the beauty. I completely agree with you on that, Travis, because like that's the beauty of it launching it now during this dead period, this extended season where Witch Queen is delayed and work out the kinks. Take as much time as you, you, you can. I'm with E, though, in the sense that the fact that they said soon after launch with the cross chat gives me confidence that that's pretty much ready. You know, I was actually surprised that um, the what you call it tech stuff um, wasn't, you know what I mean? Because I'm like, damn, that's being on PC. That's a really cool Featured, especially when you're playing with randos and you know you just match make and it's just like hey man someone sends you a quick like console needs that i always felt that's a pc always had the better quality of life with that and um <laughs> shout out to scream so never tell me there's no content i will find yes we know you will find content sir um but um yeah like i think it's i can't wait for that and then with xbox trap like they have the uh the chat i can actually use my chat pad again that connects to the controller and stuff like that so i can't wait to use you know that that chat functionality but yeah we got we got to see how this thing plays out i just like that they got that long season to mess around to fix what needs fixing disable what needs disabling and implement the right way and hopefully by which queen we get that refined product with the new content and the new stuff so uh, I'm pulling for them. I, I think they. I think they're going to do it. Man. I'm a little more positive than, than Trav on this. <laughs> I think they're going to pull it off. I think so. 
Well, Will Tops damn it. So I think if it bombs, he could come. He could come for me. Say, Cog, I do, remember what I told. Run the tape. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm gonna. I want this clipped, and I want it Definitely. ready to play on demand uh, when we when we have this final talk about it. But I, I all, all I'll say is I'm really glad they're gonna have a lot of time to iron it out. I think they will need it, and I think uh, this is this will be season of the crossplay. Like that's yes. really what this next six Fact, months is yeah. gonna be about. And, like it's gonna be about them getting this this stuff right so that they can uh they can launch witch queen and, and do it right so i mean i think go. that's probably kind of a perfect little segue there because honestly i wanted to ask um all of you guys but drew as well as we do have the looming season of the question mark that is going to be a lengthy one <laughs> um what are your thoughts about looking at a six-month season possibly we don't know but that's you know everybody's speculating uh crossplay being in there is this a point where somebody even like you who will definitely stream a lot of destiny and stuff like that? Is this a point where you stick with destiny for the six months still living in the PVP world? Do you take breaks of playing other things? What does this season look like for you coming up? Because it's not going to be a short one. Um, I'm not sure. I always thought that this season coming up, uh, although it's going to be a lengthy one seems promising. Uh, they've been relatively open about talking about things, at least in the sandbox, as far as I'm aware, uh, that are coming and their attention on it. And as much as they've said some of these uh, changes and the frequency of these changes is not expected to be normal, they did say that things like, you know, when they did the DMT changes and like 120, yeah. mid, these mid-season changes, they said there's going to be, uh, you know, follow-up that as well or like uh, in that TWAB and they talked about a bunch of things that are on the radar uh, so that keeps me hopeful that we'll hopefully uh, really see some mid-season changes that um, still allow the sandbox to be good in terms of a, a PvP sense um, for me uh, like I, I don't like a lot of things about Trials but among my most hated things uh, even more than cheaters is third person peeking and that's, mm. I believe that's going away in season 15, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Thank God. So Thank God. that combined with like crossplay, so at least I can get away from the cheaters a little bit more. And even then, like cheaters to me, it's just like, all right, guys, cool. Enjoy your win. We requeue, restart, great, whatever. I understand how that could be a little bit more daunting for some other players that like, you know, were really far in that card and like, you know, yeah. it had to, you know, like it really took a lot. I, I get it. Uh Fortunately for me, I I don't I'm not really phased by it. I'm just like yeah, whatever. All right, take your win, enjoy. I don't know what you enjoy about that, but have fun and like just move on <laughs> to the next game. For me, the third person peeking is really what kills it to me. Uh, so that's Smoke. gonna be gone, and even just to avoid the cheaters, I get to play on console. So uh, that alone will uh, give me many hours of enjoyment. Um, but as far as like a long season goes, I don't know, man. Like it, I I'm a I'm a big advocate for like if the meta is healthy and enjoyable the game will continue to be enjoyable at least in terms of pvp so like i think it'll be fine um it's always a little like i guess nerve-wracking because destiny for many people is a game that's like that lives based on the content what there is to do and like the relevancy of it uh and being new content and things to chase but um like i said we saw a lot of things this season mid-season uh, in terms of like weapons being reprised, new things that were reprised things to chase, uh, mid-season patches. And I just don't see a season that long happening without things like that in place. 
so I'm sure they're well aware of that kind of stuff. So uh, I, I think it'll be fine. And like I said, if the meta is healthy, if the meta is good, if it's fun to play, people will keep playing. I think at least I'll keep playing. So November 12th, Halo Infinite drops. What do you do? Oh, I mean, in that case, I'm definitely, I'm definitely <laughs> playing some, I'm definitely playing some Infinite. Oh, we do that Infinite. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, I, th- I think this is going to be season of the Halo so Infinite. And, and season somewhere. of the Infinite. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that is going to be about right? that time because you got, you know, late August it launches, late September, late October, late November. That's a normal season length. So I don't, ex- I was going to say, I don't expect anything more content wise than we've had in these previous seasons just because the delay is there i don't expect them building you know 24 weeks of content or story blips because i mean you want to talk about drip feeding before god they can't make it worse so they need to still deliver the story in a normal time frame they're eight to ten weeks that they do it's just going to be that sees the weekly challenge is you're going to have six months to do it but that's going to be the point where i mean yeah halo infinite and anything else that comes yeah. out between now and then is going to give you that time. Chibi's mentioned like Final Fantasy 14, which is stupid busy right now. There's a lot of other things. And I, I, I'm i wondering how, as you said, Drewski, if it's feeling good, if Trials is good, you know, if we do. I mean, we're going to have, sadly, Festival Lost and The Dawning. We know those are coming. I don't expect a lot from them. Oh, God, don't remind me. <laughs> But I don't expect big changes in those. So we'll be like, everybody will kind of tune in, get the things, check the boxes, kind of pop in and out. Battlefield looks fun with Portal and everything to make crazy, crazy games. So there's other things going on. And I think partially the delay is going to work in Bungie's favor. People are going to be like, oh, no, there's the content drought and people are going to be. But if people can like do the human thing and go play something else to get a little refresher, when it hits in the relatively quiet, because games come out all the time now, but the relatively quiet January, February, March timeframe, there's not going to be nearly everything around it that there normally is. Because normally it's like, right. hey, Bunchy might come out, and then you got Call of Duty, this, Red Dead Redemption, Grand Theft Auto. So many things fall in that fall. That's always been the craziest month for basically anybody in gaming. So now we go to winter when you're just getting done with the holidays, kind of settling back in February. Bam, here's a new season. There's not a lot that's going to compete with that. Actually, um, because, again, speculation. What, what I mean, for you, especially, I'm just thinking about you because I know you miss a single player. You like to get your, your stuff on. Sony stuff might be front-loaded at the top of the year, too. Yeah, I heard. They've got a lot of, because we're hearing r- rumblings. That's what they've been doing. Harassing yeah, might get delayed. Been, yeah, we're hearing that. And... To me, that's going to set up a phenomenal uh, 2022 beginning of the year for them. Possibly, if, the, if that and God of War are in the same year, are you kidding? Yeah, that's a phenomenal year. That's you crazy. Know? And me, and, me and Maddie were talking about that, so you got that. But now, to your point, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it's 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 going to be interesting to see how this season plays out. You know, for me. My, they already gave me my content, which is this announcement. Crossplay is my content. <laughs> I mean, and that's what I think they're going to put a lot of. I think that's what they're probably betting a decent amount on is this like crossplay, connecting with people. Hey, you haven't mm-hmm. play, played in a while. Depending on what we hear on the 24th about whatever it's going to be mm-hmm. for Witch Queen or whatever we get a tease of, um, this will be the season of, hey, it's quiet right now. You got a break between games. You want to jump back in. Witch Queen's about to get absolutely bonkers. I can play with you, whatever console you got. Those types of connections, I think, is partially what they're hoping this season is filled with. Yeah, I mean the last part I made before I give it Travis. Um, 
I to me, what would be key is with this crowd, if PvP is actually addressed in some way, and like Drewski is saying, the, the meta is cleaned up, the three peakings out. Now you got bigger trials pools, you got bigger pools yep. where it's not super sweaty, and the meta is balanced fairly. <laughs> Then it could be fun. And then, but what if you gave us a map? I mean, maybe I'm asking too much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe I'm, maybe I'm I, reaching for this. Go ahead, go ahead, Juski. Yeah, I, I think that what's going to, what, what my expectation would be is like, probably not like too much. I think that um, some sandbox shakeups, they, they talked about a lot of things and it's hard to remember. Um, I don't know if like subclasses were mentioned. I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure. There was so many, many. Yeah, they did. things mentioned of like what they had their eyes on for changes and yes. like uh in this in that one massive twab um and then like they uh um chris and uh kevin joined us on the firing range podcast oh, amazing to talk about that as well. episode we didn't even talk about fire range you guys killed that fire oh, yeah i listened to that amazing Whole episode thing. Continue. yeah like those kind of insights like and i don't know how soon whatever it is like i all this information gets jumbled up in my head right but um, I, I think if there are some refreshers or things being refreshed um, as a result of that, I kind of expect a little bit of that. Um, so some new, some like appropriate balancing, I'm sure, um, and follow-up balancing. I expect that to happen, and I, I think that refreshes the game for a lot of people. Um, the the, the cross-play thing, even if, even if people do fall off, I expect cross-play to be their bet that it'll keep the game feeling healthy. Like yes. the few times are still going to feel healthy the majority of the time. Uh, and you're going to have people to play with. So I think that's a, ma a major bet. And then I think the most that we can, uh, content-wise, when I say like mid-season content, I mean uh, not like, you know, new, new things, but probably uh, I'd imagine they're going to bring back some, uh, so like reprise some weapons. Again, like we saw the Dreaming City and like Moon Weapons come back. I wouldn't doubt that we're going to see like some weapons return with just new perks and just a chase. Which is cool Ju to me. Ju so. Juicy though. I don't, you know, I, I don't think it's bad either to go play like a different game. Like, you know, Infinite's gonna yeah. come out, man. I'm gonna play a bunch of Infinite. Like, this is how it goes, and then like Destiny will be popping. We're gonna be back on it. Oh no, doubt. Juicy, but is it too much for me and Travis to ask for one new Crucible map? Is it? Is it? Is, <laughs> am, I, am, I, am, I, am I out of line for asking? You know, I'll raise you this. Um, so everyone's talking about like. There hasn't been a new map in this many days, and I, this might be a hot take, but I don't care for a new map so much as I care for new game modes. And I actually think okay. that it's probably easier to develop, to develop. I, you know, I'm not a developer, and I don't know whatsoever. I, I could be completely wrong about this, but I'd imagine it's easier uh, to develop a new game mode than it is a new map. And I think the Destiny is in dire need of new game modes. And I think the a game mode or a good game mode has the power to change completely a way that a map is played. Because currently what we have in Destiny is like 50 different flavors of Slayer or Clash. Even Control is Clash. Everything is just kill-centric. There's no true objective game modes. There's no um, major like focal points. Like you say in Halo, you have Capture the Flag. You have like, uh, in COD, you got Hardpoint. You had Uplink, uh, you know, like we don't have those things. We don't even have Rift anymore, right? Like, so I think game modes uh, have the power, probably less resource intensive for them mm -hmm. and still have the power to shake up how current maps feel 
and, and bring bring new like diversity to the game. So like, I don't know. Like I'm cool with a map, but like I'm still gonna be. Com- if we got a new map, I'm not gonna say no. I'm gonna say, oh, <laughs> awesome. But then I'm gonna still say, all right, and I have like 50 different flavors of Clash to play on this map. <laughs> it's just yep. like, is there a type it of feels mode? Stale, no matter what. Is there a type of mode that you would like to see first? Like, what do you think would be most beneficial to the game? I mean, Rift is one to hear about a lot, but is there anything else that they may not be thinking of or people don't generally think about? What mode would you like to see? I think that, um, I mean, if, uh, I think the D1 modes are the most logical just because that, that feels familiar and we feel like, you know, they, they, they have maybe, again, I'm not a dev here, but like the tech already kind of sort of there somehow, some way. So like it seems within reach. So um, my only problem with the D1 game modes was that, again, I think their scoring was just wrong. I don't think you should have gotten points for progress or kills and rift. It should just be you dunk the ball you get a point, you know, it's pretty, yeah. mm-hmm. pretty uh, self-explanatory type of thing. Uh, and I think that salvage was kind of cool other than I think that uh, the scoring was flawed to be more favorable if you like didn't plant or something yep. like that. Anyways, it should be you plant, you get a point, you don't plant, well, you don't get a point or like you, you don't successfully blow up the plant or whatever, you don't get a point. Uh, those game modes I think would be awesome. If I had to like, f- like handpick a game mode that we've never seen in Destiny, it would be capture the flag or oddball from Halo, I think would be really cool. Like to have like a really, you know, like in Halo, you have like mm-hmm. the little skull. If we had like a really cool like relic of some sort in Destiny to like mm-hmm. hold as like the ball, like I think that would just be kind of cool. Yeah. But, or Juggernaut, yeah. where you just get your super constantly and have damage resistance of eighty percent, you know, and you just yeah, well, I mean like more ways to play the game that isn't just clash and like 80 different ways to play clash well i just wish they would do something to where that's right and i think part of the sandbox is the issue with this but you see something like battlefield with portal make you'll they'll have like four you know modern 2042 soldiers versus the battlefield one soldiers it's like four versus 100 but they have a machine gun and they have these old bolt action rifles and you're trying to figure out can you compete like there's no way for us to do anything remotely that crazy and obviously it's not going to be that scale but also it's like always the question of, you know, I always remember Goldeneye, pistols only, like one hit kills and stupid stuff like that yep. that were always fun to do where you could SWAT. Yes. Yeah. Um, what is it? Gun game, something where they could do. Oh, yeah. Gun game. Any of those like types that. of yep. things would give a lot of freshness to Crucible because those are ones you won't take as seriously. But you can definitely have some fun, get into them. Like, I mean, you can definitely be good at gun game and you can get competitive in there. But it's not, as you said, it's just not the 14th version of clash clash control to shooting people. It's like, we don't really have much when it comes to objectives. And that's one of the hardest things, objective modes. And it'd be really cool to see any of that type of stuff. But yeah, it's like sidearms only. And everybody gets the same single shot sidearm. But if you could pick this, like that was what always bugged me, I guess about private matches. They weren't custom games. I think I said that probably on the podcast forever ago. Yeah, good point. Private matches should have been custom games because then you have people making all of the... Okay, so everybody has, you know, void subclasses only. Well, what class are you picking? Well, I don't know. I can go invisible or I can throw Nova bombs. But I make bubbles. So, like, you could just... the Certain things that you could limit with custom games, if they gave us that option, would give so much life to it. If I just wanted to go goof around and be like, all right, what crazy stuff has the community made? They just... They bring the private matches is so limited and I, I, I always wish for something like, but yeah, when you said, I don't care about maps and game modes. Yeah. You could do all the game modes you ever wanted with the maps you have right now. 
So I I, yeah. I agree. I think modes mostly. I mean, okay, like yeah. Some 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 maps need to be made around the mode, especially if it's capture the flag or rift or something. That, like that. that's fair. Longer maps and less, yeah. Symmetric. But yeah, definitely more variety in yeah. game modes. I think would go far because you get three more maps in control. Who cares? You get two new game modes with the maps we have. I feel there would be more variety there. Maps, yes, take yeah. them all the all day. But I think modes, I agree, would be longer, at least mm-hmm. in legs. I think it's really important because like casual, like you, it's, it's, it it has the power to change the way current maps play in the game plays in so many ways, like on a casual level, like, like, or a party game mode. I don't want to say casual on a party game mode, uh, like level and just like for fun, that's just an entirely fun, different way to play the game. That's like, like makes it like it's fun and awesome and hilarious or silly. And then in the competitive aspect, it's like, I remember one thing that sticks out of me is like uh, in Halo 3, the pit, which is a very, uh, very uh, pretty well-renowned map. If you're familiar with Halo, like Slayer and Capture the Flag played so vastly different on that map where in Capture the Flag, you wanted to control a completely different side of the map than you did in Slayer simply because of where the spawns were weighted and like the way the spawn system works. And that's just an example of like just one map playing like polar opposite different, like just with a flip of game modes. And yeah. that has the power again to refresh your map. Like, you know, Capture the Flag is a tougher one, I think, because like you said, like the maps in Destiny are typically um, some most asymmetrical, but even the symmetrical ones, like where we think Javelin isn't exactly completely symmetrical. Claustrophobic. And on top of that, it's like more uh, this like round kind of like uh, it, it's it's. It's not like, again, like my example of the pit in Halo, where it's like completely symmetrical three lane type thing. It's like rounder. So that's why I think the suggestion of something like oddball, where you, you know, you have a player moving objective would play very well. Or maybe even like uh, Hardpoint or, or, you know, we can go back to Salvage and Rift with appropriate scoring uh, could be pretty cool. Maybe Salvage more applicable to this example. But yeah, my point really is just like game modes. I assume take less to develop and I think would refresh the game and the maps we currently have in many ways. Just wanted to add Travis for you um, in reference to like what we like we talk about this whole long season, you know, what to get out of it, what to what what are you hoping for, you know, to kind of keep you engaged, you know, during this whole thing? Hmm. <laughs> Um, really, for me, I, I think what I'm hoping for. Well, actually, I was asking Chad. My bad, Drew. I was asking Chad. Oh, my bad. My bad. Oh, I missed it. My bad. You can I'm answer so it sorry. if you want. He's the guest. Yeah. <laughs> Both of you. Oh, I, I feel so foolish. I You're really good. Her. <laughs> you good, bro. You good, Drew. My my yeah. short answer is just sandbox changes. Okay. Sandbox. Continue. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. There you go. That is simple too. Uh, yeah, I think I think for me, my what I'm expecting and what I hope for are very different. First, I'll touch on the maps versus game modes thing. I 100% agree that game modes are more important than maps. I think Crucible needs both, frankly. And if you're going to introduce more maps or more game modes, then you probably need maps to go with those uh, in in some cases, probably in most cases, depending on how creative you want to get if it's party game modes. I think the reason that they have been receding in their game modes uh, in Destiny is because their player base is becoming more and more spread out. And I think cross-play is actually going to be an opportunity for them to say, okay, now we can try things again because you're only managing two separate player bases. PC is always going to be really strong and 
uh, console now is just one unit. And so I think this gives them some freedom to not worry so much about splitting their player base, which is something that they've worried about a lot in recent years, whether it's Destiny Content Vault mm. or controlling the playlists. I have no idea why Scorch Cannon game mode is in the game. Like, it makes no sense. I get it because it's a he weekly playlist, but like, it's like the last thing that you need in the Crucible at, 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 at its current state. So I, I really hope that they try new things. I hope that they give Ripped another shot. I hope that they uh, try new game modes. Uh, I would love it if they put like a big team battle and actually give like vehicles another shot in, oh, wow. in Destiny, which was something that they originally tried and then almost immediately gave up on, which is you know kind of the story of Destiny's PvP. Uh, than giving up on ideas uh, as soon as they don't work out right away. Um, and uh, But yeah, I, I think that that would be great. I think now's the time to do it. But I do think that it's not going to happen this season. Uh, I think they've probably got bigger fish to fry. I think they're behind on their release schedule already. That's why Witch Queen got delayed. And if it is something that they're planning on doing, it probably won't come to Witch Queen. And this will be season of the crossplay, then figuring out how to do crossplay and cross chat, and also season of halo infinite right like it'll just be me playing probably other games for a lot of it um and i don't say that as a bad thing i'm i'm a guy who's always said like sometimes you need uh breaks from destiny and i i like i like having some seasons that are lighter because i don't like to feel like uh, this is my second job and i've got a, or my third job in my case and i've got to commit to playing destiny all the time every single day just to keep up so what i think will probably happen is this new season will feel really light at the beginning and they'll probably just do that, you know, 12 week story or eight week story or whatever it is that they normally do. And once that's over, the stuff that they held back will get released slowly. So if there's like a no man's tail type event that happens, it won't happen at the usual like three or four week slot that it normally does. They'll delay it and it'll be sort of like whisper the worm where it was at the tail end of a season and we weren't really expecting it. And it kind of, reignited this interest in destiny i think that they'll do something like that to drive momentum going into witch queen and so i think that you'll get what seems to be a lighter season but it'll actually just be the they'll backload some of the stuff that they saved and they'll do the story earlier and it'll feel like the season's over and then you'll get it you'll get you know more as you go i think it'll probably be something like that but i i am expecting it to be lighter i think that fans probably rightfully so by this point have an expectation that it's going to be lighter uh because it's the the uh season right before a major expansion and i'm okay with that uh, there's going to be so much to play uh in the meantime and um you're right cog that the spring is going to be pretty loaded with uh you know uh, uh, games that 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 are going to be like big triple a but they're also not games that really compete with destiny they're True. first they're uh, single player right. games they're 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 offline about games e. that you play when you're yeah yeah for it's, it's gonna, 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 gonna be a conflict elden ring i it better not yeah. be about january 20th because yeah elden ring is gonna oof. yeah i think I elden feel, ring will I probably for be e. before witch queen yeah yeah but, it better oh, i definitely Sony. feel for for content creators but yes. it, it's for for players there's no, a right. lot to do when your friends yeah. aren't online and then when your friends do get online you can log into destiny and play so i don't i don't know that they compete a lot the fall has sort of become the window for triple a multiplayer games and yes. then spring is sort of as the story uh, single player game so uh i i think it works out that that destiny happens to be launching during uh that window so um yeah i i'm not expecting a ton for them to win me over i i think um 
I probably agree with Drewski that like a sandbox thing is the best thing that they could do. I because love my sandbox changes. The, the, P, the PvP community has always uh, selflessly and thanklessly carried uh, Destiny on its back through the hardest droughts, right? And I think that if there's a time to do it again, it's now when they probably need us to do that. Um, so if they could, if they could shake up the PVP sandbox enough to make it interesting and fix some of the stuff that they have told us they're going to fix, especially if they could do uh, a patch for cheating or figure out a way to handle cheating during this time, um, I think it has potential to mm-hmm. really be a, a really it's good period of like quality of life improvements, anti-cheat. Uh, getting new game modes possibly in queue since they're consolidating their player base finally. Um, you know, destroying voice chat uh, and making my audio quality a uh, nightmare. Uh, all the things that we're looking forward to in Destiny over the next six months. <laughs> I I hope uh, I hope come to fruition, even if the content isn't there. R- random question for everyone. Um, do we think guided games actually gets improved with crossplay? Oh man. I forgot that was even a thing. Uh, you forgot it was yeah, in the game. Honestly, I forgot about that. <laughs> I, I, think, I think I think Bungie forgot it was in the game. Yeah. Before you fix guided games, you've got to fix the new player experience. Hey, we, we I get an influx, man. Maybe maybe the Sherpas will get popping with these raids, man. They won't People got to like make a, it through the opening wait. and kind what, of what have raids. A, There's like one raid now. What that's what I'm saying. If, if, if it's gonna if it's gonna work, this is the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm honestly the more. Thing they could do during the season is they could do more Destiny Content Vault stuff. They could bring back an old raid during this period. Ooh. They could oh, true. Uh, bring back an old planet as a patrol zone. There's a lot of potential for them to do that during this period since they're light on content. I mean, what what would you Assets. guys like to see in that? If you, if you I give it to E, what E want to see? I don't expect if they ever bring back King's Fall, because that's one, obviously, that's high. I expect that next year. I don't expect it right now. I don't expect them just to start loading up legends with old raids in seasons is like a thing that they do. Because that obviously was a big selling point for the season. Vault of Glass is a big deal. There's a tease it was coming. Everybody's been waiting. When's it coming? When's it coming? When's it coming? We knew when it was coming. But... um. I mean, next season, some people are thinking, you know, you've got Dreaming City. Is there going to be anything that happens? You know, the story implications also wonder, you know, Shattered Throne. Are we ever going to finish the time loop? Is Marasov going to come back? I'm curious to see what happens in the story more than anything. I mean, Sandbox keeps things fresh, believe me. It's like, but so many things that I do want at this point are with Witch Queen that I'm not that concerned as to season 15 wants or anything like that. So... Which queen is the bigger one for me? Fair enough. Fair enough. It's going to be interesting, man. I, I can't wait to see how they, just curious to see how they handle it. That's yep. all. This is a unique time for Destiny. Big, you know, the big expansion delay, longer season, all these different factors as far as sandbox and, you know, cross play and, you know, how they handle. And I just don't want a thousand Iron Bears. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I was like, Unfortunately, I know that's what I'm basically expecting in my head is season of the banana, season of the events, and season of the banana. Yeah, it's like you are gonna have festival, you're gonna have dawning, those are gonna be three weeks and a month, probably. But I mean, you're gonna see what what if what if the season was return of the iron instead of rise of iron, and it was just one long iron banner event and (laughs) iron banners, iron banners live for the entire season. (laughs) Go. I'm done. 
Every weekly has been disabled. Now it is only Iron Banner. (laughs) No trials. Oh, that'll make people mad. Oh my lord! No, I was like, it's. I just can't wait for the twenty fourth because I did want to actually ask you guys this because I was talking to chat a little bit as this will kind of be something to wrap up time wise so we can let get Drew probably get some sleep. Respect Drew's time. Yeah, we gotta get that man some rest. Uh, But um, with the twenty fourth. Do you guys think we're going to get any preview of season 15 before that? Or is it just going to be one big like info bomb? Do you think they're holding it all together? So it's just like, this is everything. Or do you think they'll do like the Tuesday trailer or Wednesday trailer webpage update? And then the 24th when servers go down and they do that. Is that just Witch Queen? Do you think they're consolidated? Or do you think no, they're I separate? Think, uh... I, I think season 15 has a lot. It's a prelude to the Witch Queen. And I think that they give us most of what we need to know about Witch Queen and be hyped on the, the 24th or whatever that event is. And then we go into season 15 feeling like we're playing, you know, part one of the Witch Queen expansion. I think that's probably what. But, it, you know, it'll be more like season of arrivals where we're not really getting a whole lot, but it's sort of like, oh, stuff's. Fall in line, you know, we're getting closer and closer, but it's the, it, yeah, that, that's my guess. So you think everything comes on the 24th? Witch Queen. Yeah, I, I think that we, we learn about what's going on and what it's going to be about. And we get our, you know, Cade's going to get killed, uh, sort of reveal on that day. Uh, and then, and then it's all just kind of like teasing and, and, uh, prepping for that, uh, in season 15. That'd be my guess. Drew, what, what, you, what, you, what you think, man? I don't know. Um, it's tough to say. I, I am kind of leaning on the edge of like, I think it might just be an info bomb. I'm not sure though. I, I'm, I'm really uncertain. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say both. I don't know. I don't know. This is unique territories. Yeah. Yeah. Not, I don't know what to expect. This is, you know, I, I wasn't really expecting this to be honest. <laughs> you know, I was just like, oh, you know, we'll we get the new season and that's it. And it's like, oh no, we're gonna talk about this witch queen. I'm like, oh, okay, we got logos and like what's this about? So yeah, I mean I, yeah, I'm really confused on how they're gonna handle, you know, what because if you promote Witch Queen hard this far ahead, kind of different strategy you know what i'm saying i don't know i don't know this it, it, again I, I i'm very curious to see what this is where this is going you know what about you e? like what, what, what are you thinking how they what what the approach is going to be i think i mean i don't know if we've said it i know travis you kind of hinted at it i think whatever happens in season 15 as you said travis is this prologue of witch queen it is the building point it is really setting finally lining up the dominoes may it be whatever happens in the season i think has enough of a tie to witch queen that they don't want to preview season 15 saying hey this is the story this is the villain you're gonna fight these are the things that you're gonna do and then a week later go here's the trailer for witch queen because we might have already like dug in and figured half that stuff out. Cause I mean, we had the webpage for season of what is this season? Splicer. We had Splicer. the webpage for Splicer, but we knew expunge was a thing. If you go, the definition of expunge is to like remove something or like, okay, what are we right. getting rid of? Like then. <laughs> so again, if we have those little tidbits, everybody goes 
crazy deep on every word that Bungie puts out there. So if they have like half a week or a week to dig into all this like trailer and frames and web page and what are the missions called and all these other things, you get all this information before that Witch Queen preview happens. Either they do that and Witch Queen is so big that didn't even matter. Or they just do it all at once because they know the one story is so connected to the other they can't talk about them separately. My guess, I I would like to see just, you know, shut down the servers for like three or four hours Tuesday morning. Like, you know, for me, it'd be like eight o'clock to noon. So they shut everything down. And then, you know, at like nine or ten my time, so a couple hours back whenever, they just schedule, a, you know, vlog or whatever they're going to do or Vidoc. Sorry, that's their term. Uh, schedule one of those and it's going to be, you know, 30, 40 minutes of them sitting there having chats, talking about what's coming saying what's next, explaining kind of this is, I think, what's going to kick off the final trilogy. And I think this is going to be the big, like, 40, like a big Vidoc. I think this has got to be it. Mm. That's my guess, because at this point, I didn't expect this moment to happen at all. I was saying, hey, there was going to be a Witch Queen trailer at the Game Awards when they finally feel comfortable about, like, a date, because the Game Awards are in December. Because of the delay. Yep, I agree. So now that we've got the giant Witch Queen logo in August, I'm going... They got to give us a pretty good amount of information now, I think, or at least start, you know, saying yeah. what's to come. And mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's some history here. I mean, Destiny 2 got a big summer event that was hosted by Bungie specifically to uh, reveal that. And that was A, in advance, B, in this time slot, and C, sort of like building hype way early, I think, uh, is is uh, kind of their strategy here. But um yeah, my, my, my I, I, do, I just don't see how they how they unlink the two, right? And you you can't just you can't have a, this giant info dump for Witch Queen and go okay now go hang out with Lord Saladin and in Return of Iron season and and have him uh, he does all the dialogue for all the strikes on the Vanguard Strike playlist. <laughs> oh, um, you know they, they can't just have something like that. So I I, I would guess that they've got to go big on this thing uh, and and have you build up hype in the season just like they did. Season arrivals, and this is their Destiny Three. I mean, yeah. Uh, Beyond Light was the 3.0 version of Destiny, but they sort of retconned that and said, "Okay, now we're adding an extra year to Destiny, so this is effectively uh, their 3.0." I think what we'll see on the 24th is what the Bungie employees saw a few months ago and were tweeting about. Yeah, I think we'll see. Yeah, that. when they were yelling Bungie in capital letters, when they were yelling and Bungie and huge. saying, "I'm super stoked." I think we'll. Yeah. We'll see whatever they saw on the 24th. That's my guess. And it'll just make us super hyped. We'll want to play season 15, even if it doesn't have a lot to it, just yep. because, you know, we're, we're yeah. living in yeah, that. Yeah, we'll be hyped. We'll be, we'll be off the, the euphoria yeah. of it. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Does the story, like, are you one much for, like, the story and the hype and everything? Or is Crucible keep you pretty contained, Drew? Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's funny oh. because, like, Crucible keeps me, like, you know and and build or making builds and sandbox stuff is like definitely what holds my attention but i really try to get into the story because it looks good and i i like my my chat always tries to like inform because i'm like guys i'm like trying to pay attention and like i'm really not good at following things so i'm like i need like explanations but so I don't know. TLDR, like I, I give like a real honest effort and I'm genuinely interested, but I'm really bad at following. And it's like, I feel like I'm too lost in the sauce at this point. Like I, <laughs> I, I try. Lost I give an honest sauce. effort. I like that. I like that. 
Hey, hey. Um, yeah, Starry is gonna be big for me. You know, to see where they go with it. You know, they they're clearly trying to set stuff up, and we're seeing leaks already of things and conclusions to things. <laughs> so we 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 got. It. I'm I'm very curious. You know, I want to know how high the stakes are gonna be. And um, I can't wait, man. I, I, that, that to me, how they set up Witch Queen is very critical for me. I, I think this is a, you know, I'm not going to say do or die for them because, you know, look, we're going to be playing this game regardless. Because yeah. <laughs> we've been here long enough. But if they want that true Taken King shot in the arm, they got to do something. They got to get us to go, whoa, mm -hmm. okay. They not only... Because I think the thing about Taken King that people forget is just that not only narratively it was so cool, they also sandbox changed. We we got the you know the subclasses and and stuff like that. It was so massive, and I know we're not getting a Forsaken level. I know, but man, like it, it would be a good opportunity for them to really do some changes that people go. Damn it, that's what I'm talking about. Now I'm interested. I'm day one pre-order. Like, you know, the, it's got to be a combination of the narrative, the sandbox, everything, and they get everybody riled up. And then, you know, it, it, if they do that, then it's not going to matter. I think, I don't know, Travis said it or, or Drewski said it. It's not going to matter if this, the what is it, season 15 is this yeah. one coming up? If that's yep. weak, because the euphoria is so high, everybody's going to be like, oh my God, they... Kill like how they kill Kate or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, we gotta, Savathun's gotta get it, you know what I'm saying? Or whatever's going on and just build it up kind of thing. And, you know, maybe to ease dismay, they may have to do something uh, narratively revealed in a trailer to get people emotionally. I know the marketing mm. machine the marketing needs to work, machine. but man, don't kill off Cade in a friggin' trailer. <laughs> Sorry. I think we will get something like that. We'll get like the Osiris, Osusurus betrayal or something like that. There will be like some sort of linchpin because mm -hmm. to Drewski's point, there is a whole player base that are just like Drewski. And I would argue that they're in the majority who yes. really do not care about story unless it's a headline like Cade is dead. Right. Then yep. even the Drewskis are like, well, Cade's dead. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, I think they have to do something like that if they want to have universal hype but i don't know if they will i mean it's not like, it's not activision they don't have disgust. they don't have investors anymore it. right it's not the same but we'll see poor e he's like damn it if y'all don't stop spoiling stuff and let it be discovered in game damn it i can't stand the marketing team. <laughs> it's just he's, because he can't make a video about it he's got sad affleck right now and i, I feel it <laughs> i feel the sad affleck right now because they like no one's listening to him and he's like damn it like give me one moment where you don't damn spoil it in the trailer. I feel him. I feel you. I, well, he needs one where we go, oh, we ain't see that coming, right? Yeah. You know, you can have multiple twists in a story, right? Well, that's you can fine. give away one and still have three in your back yeah. pocket. But it's yeah, like the, the problem with it, with Destiny is that its storytelling is like you get one twist every four years, if, yeah. if that. And that's pretty much there. Yeah, just don't do that in a trailer. <laughs> I'm and I'm sorry, good. it's true. No. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I think we can definitely like kind of we all have our hopes but I, I do see the eyes looking much farther out to the witch queen horizon but the 24th will be big like the 24th is the day that everybody who's part of this community makes content plays a decent amount kind of is curious what goes in on going on 
if they don't know about the stream and watch it that day, it's going to be on every website. Be like, this is what's coming. So that is whether it's the lead up till then or the 24th is a giant info explosion. It's going to be it's going to be a big one. So, I mean, that's it's a lot to look forward to. And it may be six months away after that. But I still think that's that's going to be an exciting day. And then Witch Queen, obviously, we say there's a lot of weight on it a lot. But I think there is. I think there has to be for kicking off the final trilogy as this was like really the 2.9 of Destiny 3. And then now we're finally going to get our final trilogy. Yeah. Well, that is about probably a good place to call it, I think. Drew's got to get some sleeps before he passes out on us. We're <laughs> like, Drew, Drew, wake No, I'm just kidding. No, you've been awesome, man. Thank you. Yeah, um, thank you, brother. But yeah, f- final thing is definitely to give you the time to tell everybody where to find you, where they can find you in concert, you know, what's going on, what you got going on. Um, it, the floor is yours, so anybody who hears this can come find you, find you in your Twitch chat, whatever you got going on. So, sir, what do you got going, coming, all that stuff? Yeah, uh, you can mainly find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Drewskis, and then uh, youtube.com slash Drewskis channel, and occasionally on Twitter, uh, Drewskis channel, or at Drewskis channel, although um, I'm mainly, again, on Twitch. Oh, salute, man. Again, thank you for coming by. Love what you do. Love the insight. You know, I'm definitely glad you mentioned Fire Fire Range, which we didn't shout out, which I really, I mean, just an assortment of, bro, like, I just love it. Just the in-depth sandbox knowledge. Like, I, like, literally, if the TWAB was a sandbox every week, I'd be, (laughs) like, that. I literally gush and geek out. So when I see you fall out, cool guy Merc you know what I'm saying like I can't I I, I love that stuff like I, I I love the minutia of the sandbox and how you even with your videos you break down oh great video on the uh the shotgun the aggressive changes you know I oh, really I really yeah dude you killed it with that just to show like to me anything that changes the the game fundamentally in the crucible and your dedic you guys dedication to the crucible because damn it me and travis we we need that 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 gives us life man when we see people that care about that's all we have that's all we got man (laughs) and you guys (laughs) are like connoisseurs with that stuff and yeah salute to that podcast love everyone on it and salute to you like i said for coming through and i I love i love my pvp guys that that bring the knowledge so Thank you for coming by the campfire, sir. Yeah, you're, uh, you guys are more than welcome. It was a lot of fun. It was fun to talk about um, a bunch of different stuff, a lot of uh, <laughs> things that uh, you know, I guess didn't expect uh, expect <laughs> to talk about even that I that I really enjoyed. Um, like, uh, so thank you, thank you for listening to me and having me here and talking about myself <laughs> um, and and sharing you know some speculation and what's to come in Destiny and. Uh, uh, I appreciate it. Thanks for uh, acknowledging the things you did, and you know, uh, it, it. Yeah, I, I, I just really appreciate it. So thank you, guys. That's well, our pleasure. Absolutely. Salute. Well, as we wrap up, um, thank you, of course. But we'll let these two get out of here first. Travis, what do you got coming? Anything yeah, uh, you got on the yeah. on deck that you can talk about? Yours is always secretive NDA, indisclosure, snipers in the yes, waiting. Yes, yes. No, I can't <laughs> talk about anything. But you're not gonna give us that IGN exclusive. Like I can't give you any exclusives. When he's I'm he's on gotta keep his job. Uh, I do, oh. uh, but yeah, you can read my reviews and articles on IGN.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Ty Guy Travis, and you can find me 
on this podcast, uh, the the uh, last word, or on a, a podcast bitcast that I do on Sunday Ow. mornings uh, that you can find it on my Twitter. Yeah, that's a, that's a new one. So I'm yep, doing easily. that on Sunday mornings. Uh, Apparently, that's I'm gonna get my podcast game. I'm just always, doing always glad to be here. just doing one podcast up in here and. I got these guys doing like two, three. Got to, got to broaden my horizons in here. Got to be multiple. You're a world class you know, YouTuber. You, you, you need those. You need those hateful takes. That's really what they're out here for. You gotta, you gotta just say something real mean and and <laughs> out there. And no, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, uh, but but thank you guys for having me on the show as always. Always been love, and, and uh, I'm I'm glad I get to talk about Destiny every week again. No doubt. <laughs> no, hey, we found a. We found a home for you by the campfires. Exactly, exactly. Bring them in. Bring them in. Yeah. Cause a little stray cat and you invited me. <laughs> there's a game, there's an entire game coming out about that, by the way. Did you guys see that? Stray? No, I didn't know about that. It's a game no. called Stray. Yeah, Annapurna did their thing and it's uh Oh yeah, yeah. That's that was announced like It's like a year, whole yeah. stray cat. You're gonna have this little like baby backpack and you'll have this little bot that'll communicate with people, but you're a cat. Some people who love cats are gonna like just dive into this game. It's crazy. So it's it's coming. I forget when, but yeah, that's it's a thing. What about you, Cog? What do you got coming up? Any Iron Lords podcast guests, minutes, yeah. all of your things? Yeah, man, got some stuff going on. Dukes, uh, the Duke. Shout out to the Duke. <laughs> shout out to Defining Duke. Oh my boy, Maddie. We just recorded a couple of episodes. They were up on did an ultimate, and we did a regular one, Defining Duke, and they were up on the Patreon now. But the regular Defining Duke will be live publicly for the free <laughs> on Sunday as well, or at least so you get that. It was a pretty good episode. Um, Saturday, we will revisit the Sega podcast that <laughs> unceremoniously crashed due to my technical issues. So we got that back. Sega you know. revisited, revisited? Yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't Sega revisited, remastered. Twitter, there you go. He, he, he hit the soul. As a Sega kid, your joke hit the soul because I was like, why would Sega everything got to go wrong? Yeah, yeah. It was that. That podcast went the way of the Sega Saturn, I guess. <laughs> Facts. Yes, yes. It was It was over quickly. <laughs> and then it's going to so, last about as long as the Dreamcast. Anyways, continue. Shots fired. <laughs> anyway. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, did I? Obviously, this Sunday Iron Lord podcast, we will have my man Dustin. Dustin can fly from Last Stand Media, so he will be in the realm. We're going to talk some news. We're going to talk some PlayStation. We talk some a lot of stuff going on in gaming. So come check that out Sunday, one p.m. Eastern Iron Lord podcast YouTube channel. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. That that this weekend, and um, of course, that Last Word podcast. Uh, Thai guy and a, and, a, and, a, and a cheetah and a ninja get together and talk about this game that we like. So appreciate everybody coming through, especially the fake Lord Cognito. I had to show his love, <laughs> his undying love and support. You know, I salute that to him. There's a fake one of you running around there. Salute, salute to the burner account. So love y'all. He was an incognito. 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 <laughs> salute to him. And again, <laughs> yeah. salute to Drewski for pulling up, man. It was, it was really, really cool. But E. What you got going on, sir? Uh, I got a vacation next week, so I will not That's be right. here. So if you guys are looking for the last word, mm. it probably will be off next week unless just like. Unless something crazy happens. Yeah, if they give right. you guys like a 20-page sandbox thing, these two are definitely going to talk about it. Yeah, if they want to release the Witch Queen thing early, you know. we, we Yeah, like they'll have to. Uh, and then, But next, the week after on the 13th, I will be like traveling home. But you guys already know what happened on Epilogue, so they might be talking about that one. Yeah, uh, that of one, course, yeah. I'll be here on the 20th. 
That one will do. The 20th yeah, will be, one. will answer some of the questions of if the 20th is either going to be very quiet. <laughs> if we don't yeah. have anything yet, we're like, okay, we have nothing guys. What do, what do we, what mm-hmm. do we talk about? And then everything happens on the 24th. But yeah, I got vacation, uh, a couple indie games just like coming up. I played the demo for grime on steam, which was fun. Ooh. Played that for about an hour, kind of a 2d side scrolling, you know, little souls elements to it, little decent combat nice. and dodging. Nice. Um, just some of those like Souls indies that look a lot Bro, of fun every so often. You need to play Death's Door. It's it's your. It's oh, for you. I know that one's definitely on my it's list. So you, it is. I know. So you, I know. Bro. Yeah, that one I gotta play. Yeah. It's definitely on the list. And yeah, so it's just in between this time of like what you know, between seeing what's up with the world of Destiny on kind of a weekly basis, playing some other stuff in between, working through Mass Effect Two as well. And then yeah, epilogue when I get back from a vacation. Hopefully, I come back to something cool. <laughs> Nice, uh, nice. Um, travel hold it down. Yep, you guys will hold it down. But yeah, Drew, thank you very much for showing up. Appreciate it. Glad to get to know you more. Glad to get a little insight into how you got here. And of course, your scientific cone knowledge takes of everything in the world <laughs> of Destiny is always Love great. It. Keep doing what you're doing with Fireteam Chat. Facts. Keep those guys in shape. Make sure and, you know, tell follow mm-hmm. to run a tight ship over there. You know, <laughs> keep them keep <laughs> in check. Keep them in check. But no, like everything yes. you're doing is always awesome. Even I like I just literally checked you this morning when you were streaming your Halo bit that you were doing and just working that drill. I'm like, he does just you just click heads. Just if you run into Drewski and Crucible, just leave the game. Find another one. <laughs> it's probably game. not going to go well for you. So um, but thank you for your time this morning. I know we were a little shaky getting in here, but glad we got you on. Glad everything worked yeah, out. For so. sure. For sure. Uh, yeah. But for yeah, the- like I said, guys, thanks for having me. And uh, thanks. Uh, I, I appreciate it a lot. And thank you for the acknowledgement. Uh, it means a lot. Absolutely. Um, well, for this episode, thank you guys. Uh, it's been a little long this morning, but we will wrap it up. Episode number 160, July 30th. By the time you guys see me, it's going to be the middle of August again. So have a good one, guys. Thank you very much. And for this episode, it has been The Last, Last Word. Word.